City Quarantine. I'm Liz. That's Aaron. And I think it's very appropriate that one of our final episodes, for a while at least, we are self-quarantining yet again. We started in quarantine. We end in quarantine. We can't escape it. No. As you can see, though, we are we are fine. But uh, we have been self-quarantining for just a couple of days, which is why we are late with this episode. We do apologize, but we wanted to give you the best possible listening experience that didn't involve us falling asleep or hacking to death on a cough. So here we are, just a few days late, with our thoughts. And boy, do we have so many thoughts. This is going to be the longest one we've ever had. I don't even know if we'll get to everything in the time we have given to us. And we had... So many amazing moments with these final 10 episodes that I cannot wait to talk about. It was an experience watching these episodes. I can't contain the the just pure pleasure that I got out of these final episodes. Um, That's a great way of putting it. It was it was enjoyable in all the right ways. Absolutely. I um had so much fun with them there was only one dud i would say you found that you found a dud in here um i don't know if i'd call it a dud necessarily but i would definitely call it something that it my least favorite episode of this cluster or even this season possibly but just because it, you had so much else writing on this and then you you put that in there and it's just like uh, okay, so it's... Well, I suppose we will get to that when we get to that, but yeah. I think we've never been shy that this is spoiler town, but I think, as you can all see, we are discussing the last 10, quote-unquote, episodes of Steven Universe, the final episodes of season five, the final season of the original run of Steven Universe, and if you are just now tuning in and wondering, should I keep listening, even though I've never watched... We are very quickly going to unspoiler. We are not going to spoil it, and we're just going to say our thoughts about this series and why you should watch it. Um, this series is so inclusive to anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to find some reason to like this series. I felt like there was something for everyone. There's fan people who enjoy action series. There's plenty of great fights in this. Um, people who enjoy um, mysteries. There's plenty of little mysteries here scattered throughout and, you know, including some big overarching ones, um, comedy, um, you know, learning about yourself. There is even, um, you know, learning about other kinds of people in this. So I really feel like this is one of the most inclusive series there was so i was very happy to see that it continued all through throughout all five seasons for me what strikes me most about steven universe is its emotional maturity there are so many shows that talk down to kids there are so many shows that meet kids on their level but don't push them more than they feel is appropriate and then there are shows that say kids deal with a lot of things and we can't be afraid to talk about the things they will experience in their life on the on the grounds that they won't get it. I think that Steven Universe starts as a very, very kid-friendly show. And by the end, 
it somehow has managed to still both be interesting to children and provoking to adults without feeling that it's stepping up or stepping down. It stayed completely in its wheelhouse the entire way and somehow managed to grow and evolve beyond what it was. And so I highly recommend it. I can recommend it for most all ages, honestly. Very few. And, you know, some things I can recommend for all ages, but they aren't enriching to your soul. Like, you know, like there yeah. are so many Nick Jr. shows. Of course, any age can watch it, but are you going to get something out of it? Unlikely. This one is one of the few that I think that almost anyone could watch it and enjoy it. There's definitely something for everyone. And the, again, that kind of shows the inc inclusivity of it. It's very. Is that going to be your word for this episode? Um, no. I think, oh, hot damn. <laughs> Um, or oh damn, oh damn, oh dams uh, is going to definitely be my um, probably my a few, word. probably a few curse words. Steven Universe may be child friendly, but we certainly aren't. Oh god, no! Oh uh, <laughs> fuck, no! Uh, sorry if there's and there any kids it is, watching. Our first swear. Oh, what is your favorite? What is your swear? All right. Um, but it's it is it is so highly enjoyable. Um, honestly, we we watched the series way back. I don't think when it first came out, but we watched the series it, kind of in its early run. It had not finished whenever we first started it. And it was still kind of young. And I remember when when we were first watching it, I remember just like, okay, I kind of like the concept for this show. And I just remember not enjoying it as much. The second time watching it through, it is so significantly better than watching it the first time and I've enjoyed almost the the more subtler nuances, the the deeper world building. It, it reminds think, me. You, sorry, go ahead. It reminds me a bit of Avatar, like going back and rewatching Avatar. Like I'm looking forward to rewatching Legend of Korra when once it hits um Netflix because Korra has a lot of issues, but Korra does a lot of things right too. Do we think it has something to do with the time in our lives, to be honest? Like, before, when we were watching Steven Universe, we were not reviewers. We didn't cast a critical eye on the entertainment that we consumed. And it wasn't until we really started reviewing in earnest that it became more about breaking down themes and ideas and structures. We always enjoyed film, but I feel like in this stage of our entertainment consumption that we've become a per we've just become more in tune with the emotional weight of shows and the things that they say and do possibly i th um i th i think that's a great way to kind of look at it the way great way to kind of say this may be why we enjoy it a little bit more i think we've matured a little bit more too um in the show like we didn't just you know look at the series as like okay you know there's a couple weird episodes okay whatever um like we knew what we were kind of expecting. So that guy gave us a bit of a, an advantage, which was really nice because once we got through some of the awkwardness at the beginning and through some of the, the needed, you know, almost puberty that the show had to go through, it really sticks with you. Cause even some of the earlier episodes proved to be helpful near the end. So um, it, I don't have specific examples, but like there are reasons why why when the show ends the way it does, it does. And it, it's because of early episodes. So I'm I'm very happy that it doesn't completely do a 180 and go how I met your mother or 
um, or, you know, Game of Thrones fi- or something like considering that. Considering the final episode, it absolutely could have, which I think yes. wrecked the whole thematic, what we've been building towards this whole entire time. And it, it manages to juke the audience. And I'm, we don't get juked often like, oh, of course they're going to, of course they're going to do this, of course they're going to do that. And this one juked me really hard. And it's very rare I start to believe a villain, like literally yeah. actually do it. Um, we are going to get into this. As yeah. we were talking, I had one final thought, and it makes no sense. But if I don't say it now, it'll get lost. The time uh, it'll be lost in my brain, so I must say These it are now. My final thoughts. No, it has nothing to do with Steven Universe. It has everything to do with Legend of Korra, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but Avatar is to Force Awakens as Korra is to Last Jedi. Avatar Last Airbender is all about that inclusivity. Anyone can watch it. Look at all the familiar things you love. I love it. It's beautiful. Even the original trilogy. If you want, you can compare Avatar to the original trilogy. I'll take take it one step further after you get done. But Korra is like Last Jedi. It challenges all of your preconceived notions. And personally, I liked that as a moviegoer. And that is why I like Korra. And we'll come back and talk about Korra, I'm sure, in a couple, after we watch it again. Like, now that we've, we've already, thought, you really, we've, we've already, we've yeah, already we've talked already about it. it. We've already talked about it. But for me, everyone likes to say, oh, I have a, oh, Aang, you sweet, beautiful child. Oh, you could do no wrong. And then I'm like, mm. Korra was like, I mean, it was just, it was just more challenging and more adult in a lot of different ways. And not everyone can watch it. But if you do, and you look at the themes that's talking about, it seems really, really good. Um, I, I'll, 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 I'll take it one step further. Uh, the Last Airbender, or Avatar: The Last Airbender, not that crappy ass movie, uh, is the original s- series is four through six, and Korra is seven through nine. If you'd say so, but seven and nine, I just I I don't like them anymore. Last Jedi is my favorite, <laughs> and you can come at me in the comments if you want. I'll talk to you more about that. Well, but. the reason I say that is because there are things that in Korra that you know pay homage pay homage like there's so many callbacks to the uh to Avatar the Last Airbender during the Aang saga uh you know there's so many characters come back there's uh you know the demon I thought that made a didn't the demon without a face or the deep the face dealer didn't he come back I thought in Korra I believe so yeah so like there was there was so many like little things here and there and there was reasons why but then there was a lot of challenges, a lot of new things that sometimes where fans did not like and to a point where they like, you know, absolutely threw a fit on. But overall, it may it challenged us as fans. And you could say that seven through nine did the same thing for better or for worse. So, um, again, m- people might not like that. And. I might be getting my own uh, flames in the comments below, but well, that's why we hid our Star Wars Avatar analysis under the guise of a Steven Universe <laughs> fan cast. Yeah. We could finally share our thoughts and opinions. So let's get into some chill. Okay. Absolutely not chill. This is not going to be chill, guys. But we're Whew. just going to just absolutely. The love. emotions are riding. Yeah. We 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 have we have so many things to say. So let's start right off with uh, the question. Ruby decides to explore her own life separate from Sapphire and has a Wild West adventure as a lonesome cowboy with the help of Stephen, Amethyst, and Greg. Amethyst as a horse is my life. I need that in my life. I love that energy. I love that vibe. More of that, please. I love how in a previous episode, Sapphire uh, was like, why would she become a cowboy? And... And it's just so funny that she actually does become a cowboy and actually does. Yeah. And 
I, I kind of knew that she would become a cowboy because I saw a picture whenever I was looking through the uh, things. But I thought it was just going to be like she tries on the cowboy outfit and then that's it. But I I love that it was kind of a whole episode and that Greg and Steven are still with them at the same time. So I love this idea of the lonesome cowboy, like really getting, oh, if you may, if uh, I may coin a term, uh, hot taken. Because the archetype of masculinity is, for, for some, is the cowboy. The rough rider who goes out in the range oh, and... Hi there, little lady. Yeah, you're John Wayne's, as it were. You're, you're figure of man who doesn't need anyone and can do it on his own. But as Stephen so rightfully points out, the, the lonesome cowboy, the man on the range, is usually missing someone back home that they can't come back to that's i mean it's not the whole point of brokeback mountain that they just got so lonely out there and uh, so, no so the idea that this masculine i wish i knew how to quit you. this masculine ideal is actually completely tied into missing and, and wanting to be close to someone again you know, they, they have to be alone for now and they enjoy their aloneness. But the reason they're lonesome is because they miss the company of someone else. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. And I can see why they would kind of play it this way and say, you know, Ruby has to go off because she's never really been alone, even though she's with Steven and Amethyst and uh, Greg. She's never really been alone without either a ruby or without sapphire, um, another ruby or without sapphire. And I think that it's kind of a fun way to explore that area instead of it being like, you know, the bachelor bachelorette life. Um, you know, she goes off and explores the cowboy life and it really does kind of work. Um, I do like how I do like how the episode ends with um, in the whole episode title is kind of a tie in to how they first fuse and become Garnet. The answer. The answer. And this is called the question, which also leads into the end of the episode where Ruby proposes. And it's it's adorable and perfect. And I love every minute of it. So romantic. <laughs> uh, which I would say is actually kind of a three or four episode arc of um the uh the split or the 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 ruby and sapphire wedding and that's where like steven universe excels that's the thing worth talking about like considering how quickly we wrap up the diamonds in the yellow and blue at least to give five episodes to just ruby and sapphire planning a wedding like that's what steven (laughs) universe is guys it's just songs and and happiness and emotions is what it is absolutely and this is it's interesting that they they played it this way and like actually gave them some time to really explore their characters a little bit. You know, Sapphire being so unsure, you know, like why, we just fused because of her. No, you guys fused because you guys love each other. You guys need each other. And then but Ruby, to reaffirm and reassess yeah. and be like, do I actually? Yes. And I think that's maybe like. The sadness sometimes I see in people who say that, you know, marriage is the end. It's I I have to become a different person now. And I think the best marriages are ones where you, of course, can go off and do things on your own. And I imagine like Ruby every hundred years or so just going off and having a cowboy day by herself to enjoy. Do you mind if I have a cowboy day? But the fact that they I know some people could read this as they can't be without each other, but more so 
I would have more fun if she was here. It'd be better if we could share it. And that's what I think a a truly good marriage is. It shouldn't be the end of the bachelor life or the bachelorette life. Um, And it depends on your definition of bachelorette life. It should be the beginning of married life. It should be the beginning of the partnership. And like it's it's very similar to when people have – get get into a marriage because of a child it's you know like would we even be together if it weren't for this child like um rick and morty have kind of pressed on that quite a bit um because the couple in the show uh had to get married because of summer the older sister so there's there some shows have pressed on that in whether they've done it right or not is yet to be seen or yet to be discussed um at least by me and I, I don't know if I really want to touch on that at all because I don't know if I want to discuss Rick and Morty. But the fact remains is that's kind of sim- a, a similar situation. So, um, But how they do reaffirm that they do want to be with each other, not just because of um, – again, I don't – if you've not seen our previous episode or if you've not seen Steven Universe up until this point, stop this – Stop this video right now. We're going to say this after every episode analysis. Stop being here. <laughs> we don't we want love you, you here. We love you. Much love to you and everything that you are. Go watch but the show. Go watch the show. Um, we don't need to. You, you could probably binge this entire series in one day because it's 15 minute episodes. Uh, but we're about to do another. It, we've already revealed it in the last episode, but we're about to say it again. So stop. Okay, for all the users who are still there, you can be our friend. No, you, everyone can be our friend. Um, Rose Garn- Rose Quartz is Pink Diamond, and that kind of shattered – it just tore them apart. Yeah, that leads me to my question. What do you make of Greg, like, not caring at all that Rose Quartz used to be Pink Diamond? Like, that's the I- only part of the show that rings, like, real false to me, how Steven and Greg are both so very – okay, cool. Like, that – it answers everything I needed to know. I don't care anymore. I'm not the coolest with it. That's actually one of the biggest problems I had with these last few episodes. Um, I don't feel like they really took the time to delve into it. I feel like th- that's my hope for the next season and for the movie is I delve into it a little bit more, but I don't think they are. Um, the problem with that is, is that Steven never really truly deals with it emotionally. Um, even through the end of this uh, season, he gets close to it near the end, but he never really deals with it. Mm-hmm. And I think even though she was a pink diamond, she, her personality was still there. It was still her mom still his mom. Oh, we can see she seemed completely the same. Yeah. It's just, instead she's a diamond versus a quartz. She's, she's a leader of the entire thing instead of just being a soldier that kind of got forced into it. So yeah, it gets like such a distancing of Greg once again from the whole lifestyle of the crystal gems to him. It doesn't really matter because he never told her that he was Gregory DeMeo. But again, like they were in a relationship. I, it's so strange that at some point they didn't just talk about their pasts and who they used to be at this point in the game. It feels like the writers knew that if, Greg had always known that she was pink diamond, then he had would have been lying to his son for this entire oh, series. Oh yeah, he and, didn't know. And he couldn't and they couldn't do that to Steven. So like no. so he just doesn't know. But that also brings why why did they never talk about this in their relationship the entire time they were together? Hey, by the by. They never and they don't explain how 
she made Steven. He still never, yeah. But I, it's more explainable that she's a diamond because diamonds have way more unique powers and are able to do way more than just more typical gems. And I, I throw air quotes on that because no gem is the same. And even gem to gem, you know, Paradox to Paradox. Or, and then we um, even see the diamonds. Even there, there's a hierarchy even within that. Absolutely. Because um, uh, it, you know, white, blue, yellow, and then pink. So it's, it is one of those, it is, it is a very unique system that they have, but they never really address that. And I, I don't know if they will in the, the next season. I think that's going to be something that's just kind of left alone. And I, I'm not crazy about it. Um, I would say that's one of my biggest issues with the show. Um, there's, I have, um, was it, did I have another issue? But it's not, it is nothing that made me hate the show. It's not a How I Met Your Mother rug pull at the very end. No. By any means. It's one of the better season finales for a TV show that I've seen. Series finale that I've seen. Esen- yeah, essentially it's a series finale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was uh, two good visual gags in here. I'm trying to remember if you remember them. Uh, the one that made me laugh the most was Ruby stepping forward in her cowboy costume to survey the open landscape and Stephen come up behind her and just pulling the extra small size tag off the back of the costume they just bought for her. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't you, see that it was it, extra small. I saw that he just pulled the price tag. That was That's still funny, though. Yeah. And then for you, it was the comics that she was reading. Oh, yeah, because one of them, uh, it was like uh, Dolphin Tales. And it was... Uh, <laughs> it, dolphin Tales? Uh, but it's time Aaron it's time to get ready for a wedding in maid of honor as time for a ruby wedding (laughs) as ruby and sapphire plan their wedding sapphire wishes that her friends from the war could be there to see it and the minute the minute that steven sees that and looks down and thinks for a moment i knew exactly what was coming you all probably knew it was coming business back baby i i knew business was going to come back i didn't know it was going to come back she was going to come back in this way i'm not the maybe this was the other issue i had i'm not the craziest about how she was reintroduced but it could have been worse i think it might be the um best way to describe that bismuth is an interesting character but i feel like they just kind of shoehorned her back in Honestly, we only got to see her for such a short time. It makes sense to save her for the final season. I feel like they could have done her in a better way. If Bismuth had come, I think here's why. If Bismuth had come back in just one regular 11 minute episode, it would not have been enough. But to incorporate it into a 22 minute, uh, well, to to have her come back in 11 minutes and then to continue the arc of her, to have it be entirely about her as opposed to just like thrown in. They have her separated from the wedding episode. And for me, not only is it important that she comes back because of what happens the next episode, I think that this is, like Business says, Stephen kind of coming into this more equitable role among the gems. That he's able to like, the, the whole thing with Business going back into the, bubble is that you feel like if they had just talked for like five more minutes they could have cleared the whole thing up and they just never got a chance to here when he finally has a chance to tell her everything and she actually listens it's like resolved finally she can come back and that's that's part of the problem is that the episode ended the way it did and you know it's great that he was able to tell you know uh garnet and pearl 
about what happened with Bismuth, what actually happened with her and why she was bubbled in the first place. And, you know, that his mom was hiding that. And I'm surprised Pearl didn't kind of put two and two together. I just I think Pearl may maybe kind of knew or just there's this. I think Bismuth was the first sign that Pearl or Rose Garnet was hiding something. And now we know exactly why she her friend was telling her that she had made something made to destroy her. No wonder she didn't want it to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's but I I I don't dislike the character of Bismuth. I and in fact, I think it's a a fun character. I just wish it had because the b- character of Bismuth is one of those cool characters, that, like one of those fun side characters that would easily can be a lot of people's favorite. Um, especially for like these kind of shows, like these an- like animes or these kind of fun kid shows, it's like that fun, like almost like warrior character. But the way they introduced her and the way they took her back and then the way they reintroduced her just is never had never sat right with me. I, or no, wait, I liked how they introduced her, like how she was in Lion's Mane, mm-hmm. because that was the secret place of Rose. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, so I do want to take that back. Um, but, you know, Stephen being better than his mom and actually telling the the gems what happened and not hiding it from hiding it from them, though, but still feeling guilty about it shows that Stephen does care about everyone. But then I, I just I feel like she got shoehorned into this. Now, is it a bad episode? No, I would say an episode a little bit later on is a little bit weaker um, than this. Uh, but it just it feels a little bit more of a, like a stereotypical like, oh, man, Marshall and Lily are getting married. Well, but Lily's a strange dad isn't going to come to the wedding and she kind of wants him there. Well, we got to go get him. It's kind of one of those episodes. You could say that we could also say that a wedding episode by rule kind of has to fall into some conventions just because everyone's been to a wedding. Everyone knows what a wedding is about, but I choose to believe that this is the perfect time to bring Bismuth back. I think Steven wanting to do it for his friends, for Ruby and Sapphire who feel like it's so empty. This, they want to make this declaration of love and they just wish that some of their friends could, some more of their friends could be there. I think it's a perfect time to reintroduce her. And I think she has, Perhaps one of the best reactions to finding out that Rose Quartz is Pink Diamond by sticking her head in lava and that screaming. That was funny. I, I will agree with that. I just feel overall it just it lacks for as strong as the rest of this series is. And I mean, there are some really deep valleys. I'm looking at you, Uncle Stephen. Um, that have for this series, it's just this one kind of feels a little lacking. Is it terrible? By no means, no. It is it is not a terrible episode. I just feel like they could have done it a little differently. You know, I I just really enjoyed this one. I, I enjoyed the path of it. I enjoyed that Bitsmith is back. And I enjoyed that when Stephen goes and tries to introduce her to all the gems again, she takes off for a forge and she's like, Listen, I you are the leader of this group, Stephen, and I tried to kill you, and they are not going to accept me back. And then Stephen you know, not being a leader by not being a leader, by saying, No, the fact that I'm bringing you back that we made up. That's all they need because I would do the same for any of them. If they brought someone back and they made up, that's all I need to trust them and to bring them back into the fold. And he's right. 
he brings her back and they immediately jump on her. It's it's beautiful. So for me, I really enjoy it. I, I'm not saying like they they, sh- they shouldn't have forgave her, but it was just it was too easy. And for a show that it doesn't sh- shy away from the challenges and from the um, from the 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 harder re- harsher harder and harsher realities. It, it it was too easy. I, I'm I, it I'm, I'm harder, okay with disagreeing. It would have been harder, I think, before they found out Rose Quartz was Pink Diamond. But oh, after absolutely. that revelation, I think it was it was only a matter of time before, like, yeah, yes, you, yes, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> it's all right. We all got. We all are crazy. We all are, have big jaw drop moments. Yes, it's okay. You can come back now. We're done. <laughs> all right. So yeah, it's okay that we disagree. We we don't have to agree on everything. Well, I think that brings us to one of the highest episodes of this cluster, our double parter reunited. The wedding of Ruby and Sapphire with the gems and several Beach City citizens in attendance goes without a hitch and Garnet reforms. However, during the reception, Blue and Yellow Diamond arrive and awaken the cluster. This is the episode. This was the one that we paused so many times in the one we screamed so much in there are so many good parts of this episode i love just like this this feels like a climax this feels like the end all be all and there's something interesting about placing it here it's still you know five episodes to go but right here it feels like this is what this series has been building towards you know what this feels like a little bit this feels like uh the eclipse in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Exactly. Like we've been planning and building and building. We finally get here. And then afterwards it feels like, but we already had our climax. What else is there? Oh, the big bad. Okay. We yeah. we did everything, but now more. Not done. Yeah. <laughs> Must keep going. It's it's such a perfect encapsulation to have one, the wedding just go perfectly. Uh without, without being like they crash in the <laughs> middle of the wedding. And right, it, like yeah. it's not about that. It's about Carnet having this really beautiful wedding with Ruby and Sapphire. It's about Steven having this really nice song about let's only think about love. Every time one of the kids is like, you know, there's the diamonds and there's yeah, the look, cluster and there's rose. And I'm there's- so sorry. I couldn't tell you. And, and it, this, it's a beautiful song, but it also shows how Steven is not emotionally dealing with his mother. No, I find this remarkably mature. <laughs> Wow, I had the exact opposite reaction because it's 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 basically the song form of you know like uh, like well, let me think of something depressing. My mother, mm, that's a lot to unpack there, so I'm not going to think about it. Like for me, it's more that Stephen's saying there will be plenty of time to worry about these things, but worrying never added a single second to your life. So for today, let's focus on something. Really good and beautiful because we there's only so few of those that we get in our lives and let's not waste them. And, and, and I understand. I agree with that. Like with that mentality, especially for a wedding, like you and I have both been through some some doozies and some doozies of situations too. It's like okay, let's just get through the let's just get through this today. Let's just get through today. And like we've even been through situations that aren't weddings that aren't necessarily like, you know, bad, but we like events, which is like, we just got to get through this. We just got to get through this. Um, let's just take a, let's just take a pause. I mean, we do that all the time. We just do timeouts. If a fight's just going nowhere and there's nothing to be done about it for right now, we just pause and let's just 
you know, when we when we come back to it, we'll come back to it, but we're not ready to come back to it yet. There's no point in going back to it right now. So let's just breathe for a bit and have some food and watch yeah. a TV and show. And talk about an unpause. Jesus. Gosh, yeah. Um, but the the big thing is, is the way and to me, what I interpreted with how he was saying it wasn't that he. He was saying, let's just take a pause. It's he was saying yeah, all that stuff is important, but you know, let's just not think about it. Like not, not let's not think about it right now. It's just, let's just not think about it. Let's, let's focus on Garnet and you know, like Sapphire. It's I like, I feel like that's the ethos of the show there, babe. Lars goes off to space and then they come back and for five episodes, don't even talk about that. He's still off in space. And it's like, <sighs> The show does that to us often. I know you want to know about the diamonds, but we're actually just going to go to the countryside and yeah. watch Steven not get a text for three days. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is absolutely there are episodes like that. But this that song just it, it's not a bad song by any means or even the connotations behind it. It just to me, it just showed that like Steven is not emotionally dealing with his mother. And in and in this situation, it is this is it's like he is trying to say, you know what? Today is not about that. Today is about Ruby and Sapphire and eventually Garnet. It is, and, and that's what you have to do. Like, how many times have you and I both said it's for the bride? It's for the bride. It's, you know, like, you know, like, well, I don't want to go. I don't want to drive 20 minutes and go get a single jar of olives. It's for the bride. All right. But who's riding with me? That kind of thing. You know, we've both done that. And it's not that it's that it's the way they presented the song to me. It's. That, you know, like, hey, um, he started the song off and he how he was like, well, you know, maybe I should start dealing with this. Now I'm just going to think about the wedding instead. It's like I thought it was a pretty good narrative device, honestly, for us to go through each of the gems and the things that they're dealing with. And remember, audience, these things are all here. But for the moment, focus on Ruby and Sapphire. And by the time the wedding's almost over, I had forgotten that the diamonds and the cluster and anything were even a thing. But this show is very clever about reminding you at the beginning of this episode, these are all still really important things and we are going to have to deal with them. And I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm not disagreeing that this is a good song or a good narrative device or anything like that. It is simply because of that it's showing that Steven is not emotionally dealing with that, emotionally dealing with this. Like for me, we don't have that conversation to... of like, hey, Stuball, um, you want to talk about your mother? Like, we don't have that moment. Yeah, Greg doesn't really like like that's a weird thing. Like again, that whole well, I didn't tell her I was Gregory DeMeo. Yeah, but Gregory DeMeo wasn't the ruler of a nation. What, not even a ruler of a nation, ruler of a species that is trying to conquer that the she, entire known universe. That she's a dictator. Like all these yeah, things. Exactly. Important, I think, slightly, slightly to one's way of life and to your relationship. Yeah. So there's there's a lot to unpack there that Steven is choosing not to. And I've seen something from uh, an episode. Uh, and luckily, nothing's really gotten spoiled for Steven Universe future, um, which I wasn't sure what was going to get spoiled for here. Um, whenever stuff was spoiled for me. Um, but the I did see something about dealing with mental scars or mental um, not baggage, but when you're mentally letting that heal and in it's showing that he doesn't um, that he lets, you know, his physical ailments heal, but he doesn't let his mental stuff heal. So I wonder how they'll deal with that in the future in your Steven universe future or in the movie. So because I believe the movie takes place 
closer to future than it does to the Steven Universe uh, show. Uh, we get a lot of really beautiful uh, wedding things happening. This we have. <laughs> Just Bis- gonna end it right there. We have Bismuth with her beautiful shiny armor, and Steven says, "Looking sharp." And we have Peridot as the flower girl in this little yellow dress, and uh, at the end, saluting Steven, "All flowers deployed, sir." And uh, Ruby wearing this beautiful dress and Sapphire wearing a suit, freezing that up was, a little bit. That was so beautiful. I love I loved uh, the the breakup of the conventions because they typically Traditionally, Ruby looks more masculine and Sapphire is more feminine, but they switch it up. Ruby running down the aisle, flames spearing out behind her. Sapphire not waiting for Steven to ask her, just saying, yes, you didn't let me ask you. I'm very excited (laughs) in just the best, best way. Um, And then I think Sapphire's vows are really fabulous where she like, you know, Ruby says how much that she loves her. And then Sapphire, it's your turn. And she's like, you changed my life. You brought an entirely different future that I had no idea was coming, coming and like the cosmos swirl by. And it's like, and now we change our lives. I think Steven just starts crying at that point. Yep. And I start crying at that point. And, um, and then, of course, we get what we really, really, really wanted. That, we, that the audience has been waiting for for so many episodes. Garnet comes back. I love this, like mix of their dress of the dress and the tux and like and she's got rings on both of her hands and it's just it was so perfect i loved it so much i do love her two wedding bands it's very cool i love how um it it, it is a it is very well done in um and i always think back to uh the fun comic it's like a personification of net cartoon network uh, like the CN logo, like busting down the door, and uh, uh, Re- Rebecca, what is this shit? And like, what? And like holding up like two of the characters like dancing like sexually, and it's like she's like, what? They don't have genders. It's okay. It's not anything. And like the, the personification goes, I'm watching you, and then like slinks out the back, and then Rebecca like just leans over one of the animators, just make it. <laughs> so and especially like where you basically have two female entities or you know f- uh, feminine entities basically Coded. um get married yep. <laughs> it's just i love it so much Straight up. and i think garnet's line is one of the the nicest things i've ever heard about a marriage uh is that humans found a way to make a moment's decision last forever that was really nice, yeah. That was so pretty. And, of course, Stephen cries. And then, of course, his tears are not his own because guess who decided to crash the freaking wedding? It was... Uh, out of nowhere. Again, out of nowhere, I yeah. hadn't even thought about it. Hadn't even. No, I was like, I don't, I don't really know where this is going. But, yeah, it came out of nowhere. But, man, was this this fight, this this, like, second half of this episode was just absolutely like breathtakingly awesome so much screams and cheering from us on the couch as we watch all these things happen both of these giant arms coming down yeah the yellow and the blue arms like 
crumbing down. Going right overhead and just immediately starting to wake up the cluster. And you're like, oh, my God, the cluster. Oh, no, 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 no. And then, like, Stephen's like, I have to go to sleep and uh, I have to I have to keep the cluster. Uh, <laughs> I have to keep it calm. And then, like, trying to go to sleep and, like, things are rattling. And it's like, someone sing me a song. And Greg's just like, okay. La, la, la. Like, are you really think that's going to work? And he's out. <laughs> Three strums of a guitar and he is gone. And it's too late. The cluster is broken out as this giant, again, body horror muscled arm as big as the diamond yeah, this, ships. Yeah, the, it like it like does emerge, but it emerges in a way where it doesn't like, you know, completely crack the earth. And then it takes on yellow diamond's arm. Just, oh, oh, so awesome. And I can't believe we didn't think that that would happen. Nope. That Stephen befriended this thing. And of course they wouldn't want to destroy the earth. And yeah. they like being together and that it wouldn't be a thing. And just for the hand to give Stephen just a thumbs up. So good for them to be arm wrestling basically yeah. over the fate of the planet as they take on Blue Diamond. Yeah, Blue Diamond comes down and just absolutely like starts wrecking up the place and makes all of them cry with this big emotional force field that goes out over all the gems. And of course, Connie and Lion don't get hurt by nope. that. So they're like, so they're not gems. Here we go. And uh, Connie has been at this point gifted her. Or is no, that later? That's later. That's this, right. She, so she goes up she, with, with Rose Quartz's shield or sorry, sword. sword. And uh, Di Blue Diamond just catches it and just goes. And snaps it, breaks it, breaks it right there, and just my heart. No, I was so mad. I'm like, no, poor Connie, no. And I'm just, oh, uh, there was a little sight gag. Like, well, Nana Fua gets the entire town to evacuate. Ronaldo, you see him start to draw his sword before he's just pulled away. No, 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 Bloodstone, like, this is this not for you. Is my time. <laughs> it's. It's, there's just so much dread. So many things get destroyed. Half the temple gets destroyed. Yeah, and it's 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 very it's very sad and like, um, but like something happens and I can't remember. Like, uh, they form, uh, uh, the between the three of them, Garnet, Pearl, and Amethyst. Mm -hmm. Um, Alexandrite. Alexandrite. They form Alexandrite. And I, I always do like Alexandrite. Alexandrite is a force to be reckoned with. I was so excited to see Alexandrite, but like Alexandrite gets like just knocked out instantly. That's the thing. Like, how crazy is that? So powerful and yet instantaneous. Like, how powerful are these diamonds? And and I think the the most beautiful part of this, what we just started losing our freaking minds, was Blue Diamonds controlling all of them. And suddenly, Garnet just stands up, and she's still crying and weeping, but she's like, "No, it's my wedding." I I will not let you ruin this. And she comes forward just grabbing Blue's cloak and Blue Diamond just looks down and says, are you going to cling me to death? And she looks up and says, no, I just needed to keep you here for three more seconds. And then, boom, the barn just falls right on top of her as Lapis Lazuli comes back from the moon, Han Solo style, and Aaron's whooping up a storm next to me. That's my girl, my Lapis Lazuli. Oh, yes, Lapis is so OP, and I think we forget that all the time. Every time she shows up, it's always just amazing. Because then Blue Diamond, of course, busts out the wreckage, does her psychic attack again, and Lapis just looks at her and says, I've felt worse. Yeah, just wipes away the tears. Like, I've, it's, I've, I've, had been, worse. I've been through so much more shit than you, Blue Diamond. Just, <laughs> I've had worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> 
I've had worse. Like, great, oh my god, great line reading that she's survived so much shit. She doesn't have. She gives no shits for Blue Diamond's emotional None. turmoil. I, I don't give. I got this, which is why it's so heartbreaking that she and Peridot are the yeah, first ones to they get poofed get poof right as Yellow Diamond uh, shows back up. Yeah, uh, they, Yellow Diamond. Yeah, Oof. Yellow Diamond is a fucking force, man. And then yeah, because they do end up like beating Blue Diamond. They don't poof her, but they beat her. They like knock her down. Better and uh, Bismuth's like, oh. I can fix a temple. Don't worry. I'll, I'll build it up again. Because <laughs> the arms just fall and it's all destroyed. I can fix it. <laughs> yeah. And then with the cluster back inside, Yellow Diamond comes over. And then with her, you know, electric force, which we've seen with Topaz and Aquamarine, just like, shh, just poofs him right then and there. And then and then just steps right on top of Steven. And you and I are like, oh, oh, you can't. We don't know what happens to Steven. You can't do that. Well, we found out. We found out. He goes to like this psychic place where like the diamond psyche is just hanging out which i think is similar to what we saw whenever he first visited uh amethyst and his dreams i think this is i think that was the beginning of that sorry yeah what what did i say amethyst sorry yeah where he where he ended up going into um lars's body where like how he ended up doing all that but I think this is a very similar place, if not the same place as like where he visited Lapis in her dream and where he ended up taking over Lars's body. Yeah. As he says to Connie, it's a a classic psychico situation. Yeah. Classic. classic. You know, all those that we always encounter. Of course. Uh, So he's just like uh, projecting himself to Connie and he sees them all on the on top of these statues of themselves which is super like a really cool cool. visual like it feels like very like when you talk about uh she-ra you talk about the first ones like this whole civilization that existed before this civilization like you're walking it back and uh he goes and jumps from uh gem to gem and as he does he passes through them and gives them a little word of encouragement about and he can hear their thoughts like pearl's like i I do it for her. I do it for him. And he's like, don't forget to do it for yourself, Pearl. <laughs> she's like, like, I, I do, do it, it for me. me. Just such little encouragement thoughts as he goes through. Of course, you know, we just get Lapis back and her and Peridot aren't there. Just their gems. Yeah. And he uh, realizes, oh, I can talk to all of them. I've got to talk to the diamonds. They're never going to stop until they realize who I am. Yeah. And we get. He tried saying something on like they didn't believe them or they didn't hear him. Yeah, just learning, just trying to get through their sonic waves, just being unable to touch them. Blue being the first one because of her empathy. Yeah. And then yellow being so much harder because of the hard shell she's built around her. And uh, finally, in a very, like, um, I don't know, just some sort of, uh, oh, what kind of pose you think? And like a little pink Buddha, just like radiating out beams of love. We aren't enemies. We're family. Yeah. And he like, in in uh, whenever... Blue does her her power. It's it, it radiates a blue aura, and yellow. Whenever she does something, it's in like yellow jagged lines. Um, and when he does it, it it's a pink aura. So it's it's very um, reminiscent of it. So and he finally manages to just like I need you to see who I am, and and then he blacks out and he wakes back up. He's looking. All the gems are there, and the diamonds who have just all stopped fighting. They're all just looking down at him like. Are all like, are oh, you okay? Are you okay? Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And just like that, the diamonds are not villains anymore. It was it was such a great visual 
uh, just to see them just like hovering, like all the gems and Greg and everyone just hovering over Steven. And then there's the, 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 the two diamonds the two in the back. The like, giant women. Like, oh, giant no. woman. Giant woman. Just so much giant woman. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And it's just like all of them. It's like, oh, and then there's the two giant women in the back. Uh, so that takes us uh, right to legs from here to Homeworld. Stephen. Oh, by the way, Reunited was nominated for an Emmy. Another one of the uh, of Emmy course. nominated episodes. Of course. Uh, legs from here to Homeworld. Stephen tells Blue and Yellow Diamond that their final attack on the Earth corrupted the remaining gems on the planet instead of destroying them outright as intended. The three together attempt to cure Centipede's corruption and almost succeed. To try and finish the job and cure all the corrupted gems, Blue, Yellow, and the Crystal Gems travel to Homeworld to seek White Diamond's help. This is... Um... Is this the one you didn't like? No, this is definitely not the one I did Oh, like. okay. No. Um... Oh, this was an interesting episode. Uh... You've got thoughts on it. Do you like need me to go first? Just give yourself time to compose yourself. Um, it's more so how it ends. Um, I like that using by your powers combined. I am no longer corrupted kind of thing. Like I All like that. The touching centipedal to finally reveal a uh, nephrite. I'm sorry. is her gem name who she yeah. actually is. Uh, but they almost managed to cure nephrite. Um, I do love that the episode opens with Blue just like hugging Steven to her oh. face. Oh, Pink, we've missed you so much. And uh, not being still not quite getting that Steven is Steven and yeah. not Pink and just calling him Pink all the time. Pink yep. Diamond. Uh, and then, you know, essentially blaming him that because of her deception, they tried to destroy the planet. And instead of destroying it, actually just corrupted every gem that was on here except for the crystal gems. Yeah. And, and it, like, having to come to terms with that, like it takes blue, it takes even blue a while to like realize that this is, you know, all of their fault that they all have to work together. And again, this feels like this is such a Stephen thing. I have to cure all the corrupted gems, but I almost kind of forgot that that was like a thing. And maybe that has to do with how the last episode felt like the culmination of everything. But at this point, it, the last series of episodes until the end of the show are all about if we can get White Diamond to come back, we can cure all these corrupted gems. And that's why it's important that we go do this, which is it's a Stephen thing to do. But also in the back of my adult brain, I'm thinking, isn't the thing to do to stop them from just taking over every planet in the galaxy under their dictatorship? And it kind of feels like that's just not a question that is even brought up as why this is all happening, even though in the end we could solve it just by getting them to come to our side. But still, like, this is a bad sort of thing we need to deal with. Yeah, it's kind of a two birds, one stone scenario, but they never even really bring up never. the second bird. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, the second bird was so, like, completely incidental to this. When I'm, as the adult watcher, I'm thinking, isn't that the thing we're really supposed to be concerned about? Yeah. Like, why Why aren't we trying to stop them from... But I think what, what happens, hon, is if you have that mindset, we have to stop them from taking over the rest of the world. That brings in that more confrontational mindset. We have to destroy them. We have to... We have to stop them by any means necessary. And that's not what Steven Universe is exactly. About. He wants to heal. He wants to protect. He wants to help. 
and to stop is to be more confrontational, be more aggressive. And the and he's from the beginning when we saw him, you know, protect Centipedal, who is Nephrite. We we we've seen him always kind of go against that norm. And there's in his main weapon is a shield. Like that is the first sign that he is not the typical protagonist in this kind of situation. You know what? You're right. I am reversing because I thought that was a weird way to go, but that just shows how I could be better in dealing with conflict. No, like, like honestly, like the fact that the thing I thought of was to destroy them because of what they did instead of destroy, to destroy, to change them, to, to grow, to help that by helping we can change and grow together. And, and the sometimes, fact that, like the whole, the whole ethos of Rebecca Sugar, you know, they, she's been asked, like, are there any true villains in your show? And she's like, no. And I know that's a fantasy, but it's a fantasy show. I like to think in my fantasy that all villains can be redeemed. And um, and we'll get on what happens, uh, you know, as we go through the, the rest of the episodes. But, like, this is probably one of the first signs that, yeah, maybe they can. And and we and, and and when I say first signs, really, centipedal was mm-hmm. that first sign. So going back to an episode from season one, like first or second cluster, where Stephen rescues centipedal, and it's like, no, we shouldn't bubble her, or we should just you and know we try and of, help her exactly. Like that, you're right. See again, I misread it. The whole ethos of Stephen. It's been you know a five season arc to try and fix centipede from the very beginning he's like i don't want these corrupted gems to be corrupted anymore that's what i want to fix and now that he can that's his main goal yep and i think that's a holdover from his mom his mom wanted to help gems rather than hurt them and when she did it hurt her so and i think yeah to to stop them i I, stopping them is a different mentality than um, stopping the regime or stopping them from hurting other worlds, it, it becomes kind of a jet situation. You know, like you can not do something and you can stop from doing something. There's there's two different paths there that you and they may look similar, but they're they are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so plot wise, after realizing they need White Diamond's help and Yellow and Blue appear terrified of White Diamond, the fact that they'll have to tell her that their attack failed and led to this means that she was wrong and they do not want to be the ones, they do not want to be the messengers on this one. Uh, but they had a way to get back to space because their arms got busted up. So Stephen's like, well, we can go check out my mom's old junk. It's beneath these two pink pyramids, but I know if we look really hard and I'm just, I've got my head in my hand, same as the diamonds. Like, yeah, the he- Stephen, the, the, even I could tell those were giant legs in the sand. Like, Stephen, you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the diamonds are just like, they kind of like look at each other like, are we sure this is pink? Are we, are we uh, sure? <laughs> he's not very bright, is he? No, not. Gosh, that that's so pink. Because <laughs> e- so big. Even I knew. Like I was saying the same thing. When like are those a bunch of legs? Is he like going into his mom's? Like what? What? And of course, yeah. Like and then the, just the two pink legs just like rise up. And of course, it's a whole Voltron thing where we yeah. have two arms and a pair of legs. Just these giant legs in high heels running is <laughs> one of the funniest, most odd things I've ever seen. It's and. Uh, Pearl, uh, if Stephen asking Pearl, I bet mom took off a lot more gracefully than that. And she's like, no, she really didn't. No, she really didn't. So, <laughs> um, and we get our first, uh, 
glimpse of white pearl and this white. Princess Leia bun, cracked eye, <sighs> crazy. The first, the first pearl, not voiced by Dee Magna Hall, which yeah. is very important in the last episode. And oh, we finally see where is White Diamond? Here she yes. is. Oh, yeah. So when you see when like. Steven is one of the shortest uh, among them all. And when you put him up against Garnet, he has to look up. When you put him against uh, some of the fusions, he definitely has to look up. When you put him against... Like uh, Alexandrite. Andri- is he's a, like, yeah, Alexandrite is about as tall as the diamonds. Uh, maybe a Maybe shorter. like a head or a ha- yeah. head and a half shorter. But then, yeah, if he's looking up at a diamond, it's like, hi. The diamonds are... St- the blue and yellow diamonds are still eclipsed by white diamond. White diamond is huge we we see that steven is maybe her toes like like her nose maybe so small in comparison to white diamond she is massive white diamond is almost like an abstract art composition she is not lines she is light and dark yeah so glowing whiteness and inky blackness and that's all she is you can't even see where her head ends and her face begins it's it's terrifying and in another show in in another show she could have been like this like beautiful benevolent sort of goddess or something and and in here she's somehow both warm and icy like steven arrives like like a starlight so he goes they go back to homeworld all the gems are cheering and then this white pearl just comes right forward and just sticks just snatches steven brings him right up to white diamond and she's like hello starlight have you had fun good well, I'm so glad you're back and get lets him get nowhere in edgewise and just sends him off to his room. And it's like, oh, it's that kind of thing, is it? Yeah, I'm actually I'm looking at her, her picture right now from that episode. And I think the the where there is no definite lines on her. Uh, well, there there are a few, but it's more of like the darkness and the lightness of her being like the absolute, like where her shape is and everything like that. That is more her definition. And you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. She's, she's all light and dark. It's yeah. completely different. And so now we finally have made it to home world and uh, let's, uh let's go right into the next episode. What do you say? Guys, this is we. I know we've already been going an hour. We still have so, so many, much. It's going to be go a two-hour episode. I I call it right now because the final the final three, you know, the final hour-long episode. We have so much to say, but let's go on to familiar. Steven struggles to adapt to life as a diamond with the help of Pearl, Yellow Diamond, and Blue Diamond. He hopes to find out more about Pink Diamond to familiarize himself with his new life on Homeworld. Uh, I do love that most of Stephen trying to get to the diamonds to listen to him is just going to various spas and saunas to just try and talk to them. And I like how is that's... it spa day or something? Why am I wearing swim trunks? Yeah, I'm like, like, don't isn't this a little informal? <laughs> um, I do like that the pebbles are voiced by both um, Stephen's uh, voice actor and um, Susan Egan, who is Pink Diamond and um, Rose Quartz, but. I it, it it very much reminded me of like uh like 
the young executive in a business going and trying to talk to the older, more established executives. And then just not having time for him at yeah. all. Or like even like, you know, the royals, like like one that's a figurehead and the other ones that actually have, you know, positions oh, like and powers. like the great where you like try to yeah. like go and it's like, you're not really in charge here. You, I don't really have the time for you. You're going to have to go. Yeah, exa- exactly. But so. they still managed to capture the warmth of it. Like when, when uh, Stephen says something and yellow finds it genuinely funny she genuinely laughs and yeah i think i forgot how you could always make me laugh when she goes and hangs out with blue she's like we should do this with all the diamonds we should all get together and blue's like yeah I, that would be nice oh i've missed this just all these again because steven is just the most nicest kid ever just n- knitting emotional relationships because he knows that that's how it's gonna how we're finally gonna get resolution for the quest that he is on exactly that's he's he has never been the one to manipulate he's never been the one to try to make things happen just because he wants them to happen maliciously he wants things to happen but because for the betterment of people you know he wants sadie to sing because she's a beautiful singer and he knows that it makes her happy he wants but he he doesn't want her to do it when she doesn't want to do it he wants um, Lars to treat Peter people better, be- but not because he only. Oh no! Oh, just hold on to that. Sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. La la la. Happy song. La la la. Happy song. Um, Aaron just uh, for those who are listening, Aaron just smacked our Steven Universe ukulele right off the shelves. No. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Aaron likes um, to I'll just hold on to this. Just hold on to that really um, quietly. <laughs> uh, Steven doesn't do things maliciously. He does things because he feels like they should be done for the betterment of people. Not like, oh, I'm doing this for your own good kind of thing. Like, he does it because people want it kind of thing. Um, and and I think th- this also shows that the diamonds are receptive to that. Sometimes they're a hard gem to crack. Ah. Ah. Eh. All right. eh. uh, but it's it is um in the song at the end it does it is it, it he uh, the whole song is familiar and it's like yeah it, it they're expecting him to be his mother but in a much different way and it's it's hard for him because he has to be his mother but in a new way that he hasn't had to be before yeah he feels like where's the divide it's not that he is his mom but why does it feel so familiar he remembers memories from her but again that's not it what is so familiar about this and he realizes oh this is the same place i had in the crystal gems when we first started out five seasons ago uh Guys, remember when I was awkward and annoying? <laughs> he uh, says that in this he cluster says that at some in point. This, in this episode, he's like, So, you guys remember when I was really tough to be around and, yeah. and really immature? Yeah. Well, I'm that again. That's who my mom was to them. That's my dynamic. And the good thing about that is, no matter what, you guys always dropped everything to make time for me, even when I was not the best version of myself. <laughs> I can do that episode again. Episode one through like 10 almost. Yeah, I'm going to throw a party. And they will because they want to, they are family. They will drop everything to be with me. And that's what makes it not that I'm my mom. It's more that I fit the same dynamic that she had in her family. Yeah, exactly. You could almost make um, uh, comparisons to the three diamonds to the three crystal gems. Um, Oh, uh, definitely. Like you feel that rose quartz, like specifically built like 
a new family in like, this class. Without even realizing without it. Like, even attracted, realizing like, it. You know, amethyst being yellow and uh, blue being pearl and then garnet being white. So it and they kind of have similar kind of uh, dynamics, too. So um, it, it's it's a very unique kind of system. So um, I'd love to see someone kind of make a chart uh, like how, you know, Stephen and Rose Quartz for the Crystal Gems with the three, the four of them and then Rose or Pink Diamond and then Stephen um, with the, the four diamonds. So, mm-hmm. well, I, I want to really commend the writers, honestly, because it's just been two episodes since the diamonds stopped being villains and already, I feel for their struggle. Yes. And they're they're not villains anymore. Like how quickly that happened. How it's a It <laughs> took Zuko seasons and to it, get there. True enough, in the very next episode is like, okay, you're redeemed. <laughs> we're, 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 we can be fine now. <laughs> Zuko had to go through so much freaking shit just mm-hmm. to be like accepted. Like he had to go through arcs or entire episodes you know a two uh episode uh thing for uh uh Sokka had to go through uh an episode with Katara and an episode with Aang and then uh a little bit with Toph <laughs> who just did not get the adventure she was promised yeah like uh we're trying to find Aang can uh, can this wait uh no oh. I guess I guess it can uh you know, I think for me, the big thing about the final episode is, uh, as we're building towards this, it's not enough that Steven befriends these people. They have to change. And he's clearly befriended Yellow and Blue Diamond. But it won't mean much if you can't use that to make them better. Like, again, pointing out the similarities between them and the Crystal Gems. So look at how much influence, positive influence he's had on pearl and amethyst and garnet and garnet who you think you know oh they they're they're a a perfect fusion they can do whatever they want and so on so forth they've had so much issues as garnet and separately uh and the fact that they've had so much growth throughout the series and pearl and amethyst just being absolute better versions of themselves and not that they had to change but they chose to change and become better that's that was yeah when I say change, I don't mean you have to force people to be like yourself. No, what I'm saying no. is that if you are your best self and are friends with someone, by your friendship, they should want to also become their best selves based on how you act. If you are your best self, people around you will want to be their best selves too. Yeah, exactly. So and this episode just really kind of hammers that in. And uh, I do like the musical cues because um, you had in um, – What's the point of feeling blue? You had the kind of overlaying ones and whenever they're separate, whenever you just see yellow or just see blue, you get the separate musical cues. I I thought that was a really fun little thing. Yeah, they managed to give them their musical stings with a little less intensity now so they can actually be welcome. And so uh, Stephen gets the idea to throw a ball and that's where Together Alone goes. Steven and the gang plan a ball for all of Homeworld in order to get all four diamonds together in one room and possibly discuss curing gem corruption. Boy, I really thought White Diamond was going to show up for this one, to be quite I, honest. 
Uh, it makes sense that she didn't, mm-hmm. but man, he plans this party and gets to show off Blue and Yellow Pearl's personalities a little bit. And oh, I love Blue and Yellow Pearl so good. Stephen trying to explain the concept of fun to them, and of course, as he's Stephen, he succeeds almost immediately in getting them to open up about their deepest, darkest passions. So I don't have anything. I, I like, like to draw. draw. <laughs> Can I see some of them? Which is, as an art teacher, that's what I do all the time. Yes, yes, show me your art drawings. Let me see. Yes, yes, absolutely. And Yellow's like, you can't do, oh, well, that's very fetching. Okay, and just posing immediately for Blue to start drawing her again. Draw me like one of your French pearls. <laughs> uh, and just everything that Stephen wants to do, being like, balloons are completely unacceptable, as are streamers and cake. We can have none of these things. Dancing, dancing is extremely forbidden. You will sit there and approve of your courtiers. Your pet, your organic pet can come, I suppose, but the fusion absolutely cannot. Just all these ways of talking down to everything that makes the Crystal Gems beautiful as we love them. Now they are deficiencies. They are flaws. They are weaknesses. And it really goes to show that how flawed this society is. Like, you know, the off colors, you know, they were a little bit different. You had a uh, poor Rhodonite who was, you know, a Siamese twin cast out, you know, a new fusion uh, between a pearl and a ruby. Still don't know the story don't behind them. Gonna have to tell me that story. Yeah. Just uh, all the poor off colors and just yeah. the ways they can't get along. Um, and the we get a little body horror right at the beginning of the episode with Stephen having a dream which we think isn't a dream. He's, I didn't realize it was a dream for a while of him just talking to uh, this Pearl and getting ready for the ball and then suddenly coughing up, like like having this flashback of like, am I Steven? Am I Pink Diamond? Am I Rose Quartz? Hair vomiting out of his mouth. Just, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. More reason why he's not emotionally dealt with his mother's identity crises. Thank you. I think that it's really important to re-highlight that, you're right, Aaron, because of where the finale goes. Yeah. If we didn't have this constant, like, why is it so familiar? Why does this keep having to wait? I'm having dreams. I'm having flashbacks of when my mother was here. She's still, how is she still here? Is she still here? Again, am I my mom? Like, all these questions that are still here that we don't know because there's never been such a thing as Steven before. So we're... Steven is a brand new thing. Trying to figure it out just the same way. And, uh, you know, they've stopped, the diamonds have stopped attacking Earth because they think he is his mom. Which means if he manages to convince them that he isn't his mom... Will they stop listening to him and resume their attacks on the planet? But he's still a diamond regardless. But he's not pink diamond. <sighs> if he's that, like, they are so, I, the idea they have of pink diamond is what pink diamond used to be. Rose Quartz isn't pink diamond. Steven isn't pink diamond. He may have it, and they think that means that this is just a new form that pink diamond is possessing. They still believe that of him, which means he still has a, to play this part. He's still, you know, he's wearing Pink Diamond's clothes, for goodness sakes, which I can't imagine that Pearl, again, I feel like Pearl would see that and, like, have, like, real, like, like oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, like, Like, how does she, how is she okay with that? Like, she one time said something that was, he one time said something that was close to Rose Quartz, and she had a freaking heart, pal- or, like, a breakdown, a mental, <clears throat> excuse me, a mental breakdown. It's like, how is she okay with that? <laughs> 
Uh, the minute they say that your pet can come, that that Connie can come, I'm like, they're gonna fuse. <laughs> yeah, they are gonna fuck it all right up. Like it's a slow moving car crash. It's gonna happen. I'm watching it happen, and they're like, they have a a they give Amethyst limb enhancers because she's Which is too so short. Fun. Amethyst, how do you do, my good chap? Oh, very well, Stephen, quite, quite. Just, just and she's like, oh, yes. I don't know how Perry does it, but, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. Just, like, goofily walking about. Wait, wait, look, I can do this. <laughs> Amethyst, stop. Aww. Okay, okay, okay. Right, serious. It's a serious party. Um, It's... Again, this hierarchy, such rigid hierarchy. The fact that Stephen's job is just to sit there as Pink Diamond and approve his court and how they all have to say the same pretty much things to him. And then each of the diamonds, yellow and blue, arriving, like pretty much walking down a runway with big fanfare and pomp and circumstance. It's such a it's such a to do. It's such a ceremony. And like when they dance, the 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 gems are formed in such a way that they're they look like cogs in a machine. It's just like Oh man. And I know this was all on purpose, but it's just still like Man, this is so just off-putting and and not necessary. But I love what what happens at the end. And so they they dance. Um, like the, he they you know, Pearl's like warning him, like don't dance, don't no no no. And like he also and Pearl knows us. exactly. We're just like the rest of us. She we all know what's going to happen. And Connie's like, it's your party, Stephen. Do you want to have some fun? And you know, it's my party, and I'll cry if I want. Oh yeah, the, to. the diamonds have been so afraid he's gonna mess this all up. But then white doesn't show, except her creepy white pearl does. And boy, there's nothing better than seeing the two of them dancing and turning to the white pearl, and just seeing her smile turn immediately into a frown, like a reverse Grinch. And it's yeah, the most terrifying. It doesn't like like fade down. It literally rotates down just completely and frown now no change in facial expression just that it it was like it was like bendy and ink machine level creepy yeah i get that which uh, all of like white diamonds like black and white shit reminds me of that and the mime from uh powerpuff girls yeah you remember that shit remember Mm -hmm. how creepy that was that reminds me of that completely uh so of course they fuse of course and the best there's like this is the best moment of it. He fuses and the diamonds are like, we you must. You Un- must unfuse. Unfuse now. And after do cowtowing to everything that they said the ball had to be, he says, No. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. But even more so than that, like, no, I'm happy this way. No. And then Garnet, who had to unfuse as Ruby and Sapphire to be allowed to the party, fuses right back up and it's like, she no, you don't get to tell divide unfuse if they don't want to and then opal Opal shows up oh my good girl opal how quickly pearl and amethyst just yeah again and again showing how how much they've grown how much it's not a struggle for them to become opal again perfect and then my heart goes out to these two beautiful random jades who just all of a sudden and me too like and everyone's just who really? Are you? Yeah, I didn't know there was anyone else like me. And then they get zapped and unfused. Poof, poof, poof. poof. Everyone, poof, poof, poof. Stephen and Connie thrown in timeout, and it goes dark. And you know the tension is built. I know they're gonna be okay, but will they be okay? Because they may not be okay. And oh boy, and we uh, and that takes us to. <clears throat> excuse me. That takes us to 
escapism. With Steven and Connie trapped in a prison tower and the other crystal gems on Homeworld poofed, Steven tries using his psychic powers to contact Bismuth for aid. However, he ends up in the body of a watermelon Steven on Mask Island and has to find a way to get to her. I... Is this the episode you were talking about? Yeah. And in all honesty, it's only half of the episode because the weird dream deja vu thing that deja freaked vu me out. It's yeah. so good. Again, they're setting up more and more for the argument for the finale. Uh, it starts off with them, uh, you know, still fused as Stefani and realizing they can't really get out anywhere. They can't go anywhere. Well, Okay, it's a good thing. They unfuse and kind of like, it's a good thing I brought my these these bars with me. Otherwise, we would starve in here. And again, just like, yeah, because they still think he's a gem. He would have, they would absolutely die in here without sustenance. Yep. Oh my gosh. And uh, and of course, he's like, well, all right, I'm going to try my psychic, psychic ghost thing. It's going to take a while for me to get to Earth. So just stay here with me and uh, I'll go off and do this. And he flies so far. And of course... Ends up in the body of a watermelon Steven and just throws his hands to the sky and just outrage. And this is this is probably the weakest one of this cluster for me. Um, I liked the the wedding episodes. I thought they were fun. I I'm a sucker for weddings and um, it, weddings exist in kind of a fun little time outside of time. And um, it's. And and I and even though I felt Bismuth was shoehorned in, she's still a fun character. The watermelons, uh, not as much. No, they're cute, but they're they I teeter love their, on. I love uh, the little religious cult societies. They teeter on minion at times. I love the way that every time Stephen shows up and leaves again, they completely change their religions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it, it was unnecessary. It was not necessary. It would have been fun to have him randomly go into the body of, say, like S- Lars's dad or. Um... Too simple. Too simple. He has to then, as a watermelon, Stephen has to figure out a way to get off Mask Island and get to Beach City to let them know. I know. I, I still am like, eh. I think it's fun. I like these, this Starbelly Sneeches sort of thing where we have them. I, basically, they have the two water, they have the watermelon, Stephen break into two clans one that embraces steven's pacifist side and one that embraces his angry side and how they fight each other and how the pacifist ones just put their hands up and like spirit steven melon out of there to make sure he can uh get back to what he needs to do uh and how they rub the star off his tummy and put angry things under his eyes and uh just him just in such frustration he's i mean I think I like it because it echoes the frustration of us, of you, Aaron, as the viewer. Just, I need to get off this island. The, people are counting on me. I have to get a bismuth, and I can't communicate with any of these watermelon Stevens. And so finally, he does manage to show them and convince them to help him build a raft. And in doing so, reunites the two clans as they use the two symbols of them, the giant spear and the giant cloak, as a sail for him to get off the island and he just reunites them as he sails off. Uh, I do love, I think I love this episode a lot because of one really good sight gag, which is where there is a, a watermelon bird cawing on the branch of a tree and then it jumps off to fly and just immediately falls to the ground because 
watermelons can't fly. And it's like in just in pieces at the bottom. It's just the best visual gag. I mean, it's it's a it made me laugh. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I it's not annoying. It wasn't grating like say um, Uncle Steven or you know the stuff with Ronaldo, which I I uh, very much believe that Ronaldo is. Um, has now taken the reins or the the crown of the worst just the worst just yeah, the worst if we were hoping for that to be resolved by the end of the fifth season of Steven universe uh I, he has not gotten nope. any sort of betterment he might get better say in um the last season but i doubt it we'll see uh i think for maybe the the hardest thing about this episode is that there isn't nearly any dialogue even when he finally washes up on Beach City overripe and decaying. Well, he doesn't even wash up. Lion's just out walking on water and finds him and brings him back. Does that mean Lars can walk on water? I just thought of this. I don't know. Huh. Just thought of that. Anyway, so he takes this watermelon Steven back and he's trying to draw his art on the sand, which just makes me think of that whole thing where Pearl and uh, Peridot had to battle out who was the better gem and then eventually on that one issue Stephen just writes art is subjective <laughs> and just like the same thing like I drew so many good pictures and for none of for not his dad or bismuth or lion to get at all what he's drawing and finally just to write down we need help <laughs> please come to home world I thought it was just a fun I that I know that annoyed you too when you like you could just I write just it in the write, sand fucking write it Stephen god damn it and uh, the uh the very pretty uh music in the background during all of that as uh, it's happening and as he finally lies dying from just over ripeness yeah and his dad just being like thumbs up you got this buddy as he just <laughs> back into his own body it, yeah this especially because what comes next this is this this episode is probably the weaker of the weakest of this it's not a bad episode uh, especially because you can you can literally split this in half. You've got like really kind of fun, not fun, but like fun, creepy, uh, because you have the weird deja vu and That's blue diamond. That's not in this episode. Nope, not in this episode. It's it's how the next one starts. No, I'm talking mm -hmm. about how this episode starts. No, this episode starts with them being in jail. And yes, I'm talking about the deja vu of the next episode. That doesn't happen in this one. So this one is literally about Stephen going to sleep. And going to the watermelon gotcha. Stephen Okay, Island. so then yeah, so then yeah, this entire episode is just <laughs> yeah. Then you can just talk the bum out. I thought there were a lot of funny moments in this. I liked the watermelon bird. I liked him just hugging the shark into complacency. I liked uh, him being in the prison with Connie and saying, "His only son in jail at fourteen. What a disgrace!" Just like such good line readings. Connie saying, "Okay, bedtime, Mister. You need to go to sleep so you can psychically jump to Earth." I thought there was a lot of fun humor in this one, and it's a little bit of levity, and I appreciated it. Uh, yeah, I would just get on with it. <laughs> well, as Aaron would say, let's get on with it for the final one-hour series finale. Change your mind oh, for their biggest my mission yet. God, Stephen, Connie, and the rest of the Crystal Gems attempt to change the way the Diamond sees Stephen, other gems. And themselves. This episode, my God. This episode, my God. This episode, my God. My this God. episode, my God. This episode, this episode, my God. This 
was perfect. I can't believe that in 45 minutes, so much fucking happens and it is so well paced and I'm on the edge of my seat for so much of it. And then they still have the audacity to end it the way they do. Well, not audacity, but like they just how they end it is just so beautiful. And oh, my God, mm-hmm. I have I have trivia to talk about. I, I don't know how to start. So okay. do you have a way to start? I've got I've got a few ways to start. Um, you were talking earlier about how Rose Quartz formulated the crystal gems to be like a new version of her diamond family um and you suggested some analogs but i would actually say that uh, if we're looking at it as a new family that rose quartz is actually the white diamond the leader that leads everyone based on her vision that pearl is more like yellow diamond keeping her emotions tight living to please the authority figure then we have garnet as this uh fusion who never questioned the emotions that led her to be this way as the role of blue diamond and then amethyst as this goofy younger version of pink diamond i could see it um there's i think there's a couple different ways to reinterpret everybody yeah um but i was thinking about that uh, especially because this is only really recently um i just uh was uh this is gonna be feel like a tangent but i promise it as a point um i just went to a uh virtual Lindsay Ellis book talk with Hank Green. And she just wrote a book called Axiom's End, which is a sci-fi story. And I haven't read it yet because it hasn't come in yet to me. I ordered a special edition. And Hank uh, says to Lindsay in this, and it just struck with, it just stuck with me. You wrote a sci-fi novel, but it deals with the concept of family. And I don't think sci-fi often deals with the concept of family it's not really built on that it's built on you know more broad questions about the ethics of humanity and how we live our lives very rarely is a family unit the thing used to explore that and then in the chat just for a moment i saw someone who was in that 300 of us all watching this (laughs) from our home say steven universe does and i'm like dope as hell yeah and that's why i like this because steven because sci-fi is just not a genre i seek out i find it alienating I find it cold, and I perhaps you can tell me in the uh, in the comments below. I haven't been reading the right sci-fi, but the sci-fi I enjoy, whether that is She-Ra or Steven Universe, or I'm very hopeful Axiom's End, is when it deals more with these human familial elements as opposed to just one scientist struggle for more mortality or morality or whatever. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm sure everyone can say a million different sci-fi books that deal with that. But I think that's why I like Steven Universe, because it is sci-fi at the end. It goes to space. And that's normally not a thing that I like. But every show so far that's but, dealt with yeah, relationships yeah. that has gone but, to space, I still like. You And I remember like both with She-Ra and with Steven, it's like whenever they like go to space, you're like, oh, yay, they're finally going to space. And like for someone who doesn't care for sci-fi, you love it when something goes to space. Well, it feels like it's a natural... I don't like when it starts in space. That's not interesting to me. But when it goes there, it feels like it's a natural opening up because so much of the world has been... Again, like, She-Ra doesn't start off as sci-fi. Steven Universe doesn't start off as sci-fi. But it has been the whole time. It's just been secret about it. Kind of like how people... Secret, secret. I got a secret. When they talk about how Game of Thrones was advertised as fantasy for people who don't like fantasy, I feel like that's 
modern sci-fi that I enjoy. Sci-fi that doesn't advertise itself as sci-fi. It clearly was. They're aliens from another planet. Of course it was. But I never viewed it that way because it was all about the familiar relationship at its core to begin with. I um I and see as someone who enjoys sci-fi to uh, a probably a deeper extent or to a different level, I I don't agree that that's how people like sci-fi nowadays, or or rather like that's what people want to look for, or that's how you have to look at sci-fi now. Oh, just me. No, and, everyone. Well, okay, sorry. Um. <laughs> There are different genres within sci-fi. You have, you know, I'm not going to even try to mention them because I'm probably going to get them all wrong. Well, you can see the the shelves behind me. It's mostly fantasy. Exactly. But you can even say the same thing about fantasy. Like one of my favorite series, one of my favorite series of all time is Artemis Fowl, which seamlessly integrates fantasy with Mm sci-fi. And Sci-fi is really anything that in- incorporates technology in a really cool way. James Bond, in a way, is sci-fi, but it's just it's sci-fi on a very, very, very modern level. You know what? I think the mixing is right. The way that you say that makes me think that, like, I've never even read or watched Game of Thrones. It's that and The Witcher, they, like, hold no interest for me, even though I love those elements. And I think it's because I don't like high fantasy, high sci-fi. Like... The more it dilutes and introduces concepts from other parts, the more I like it. Like, a Marvel movie is better when it's a Marvel movie, but it's also a heist film. Where it's a Marvel movie, but it's, like, like if you just... <laughs> it's a drop- Marvel movie, but it's also the Wuzzles. Um, yeah, if you just drop something else in there, suddenly it becomes much more interesting. You're playing well, with dynamics. And I understand that, but you, you, you just said it. What I don't enjoy, and I think you and I are both on the same level, the high fantasies, the high sci-fis. I you you enjoy Ray Bradbury to a, a much higher degree than I do, and I would sometimes put Ray Bradbury as high sci-fi. Um, not all the time, but there's sometimes like he'll get into some details. I'm like, you've lost me, man. Yeah, no, I completely agree on that. If you tried getting into Ray Bradbury with Fahrenheit 451, like that could definitely like it, yeah, whoa. exactly. Like like when you spend a chapter and a half describing a panel on a starship. You've lost me. You've lost it. It's, Solaris it's, started that way, and I can't even. I want to read Solaris, and I just cannot get into it. Like Dune, like oh, Dune. Uh, like you, you're you're a three hundred page book, and a hundred pages 600, is or thousand, six, like like so many yeah. pages in Dune. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. Like, and I remember my folks gave me a book, and it they they had been recommended. Uh, it by a, a co-worker of theirs and they're like you gotta get your son to read this he likes fantasy he'll love this and i remember he, he said something to them it's like you have to get past chapter five if you get past chapter five it gets really really good i'm like okay you know i could probably do that As the shows. first chapter was 300 pages oh i'm like this or maybe maybe like a hundred pages, but it was still in the triple digits. So I'm like, were all the chapters that long? I know, but the first one was. It was like, oh, how do you how do you do that? That's yeah. just that's a prologue is what that is. Write another book. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, <laughs> like Lord of the Rings got a little too high fantasy for me at times too. But that's don't read that's, the Cimmerillion then. Th- that's that's personal preference, and I'm there'll be plenty of people who are like, oh no, it's not high fantasy because blah 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 is high fantasy. Okay, I you know that's fine. 
Steven Universe approaches this from a level, approaches sci-fi from a level. Artemis Fowl approaches this stuff from a level, not from the commoners, from the everyman, from anything like that. But they approach it from a level that anyone can get into it. I enjoy sci-fi. I enjoy fantasy. I enjoy giant fucking robots. But when you spend an entire episode just talking about the left leg and how it operates, sometimes you're going to lose your audience. So It depends on what you're looking for. When I was in my short fiction class, you could tell the people who were game designers or uh, people who weren't literarily minded. And that's okay. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to ever write... I'm going to write commercial fiction until I die. But uh, <laughs> the people who would spend the entire story just world building and then at the very last page introduce a conflict and immediately resolve it. Like you could That's... tell what they were interested in. They were interested in like world building is great, but only Tolkien really got away with like world building within his novel. Everyone else, you got to do a whole bunch of that outside your book and only you'll ever know it, but it's important that you know it. So the book makes sense. Then people can ask you about it in interviews and you can talk more about your binder of ideas. And I've seen like some authors that we've listened to, like through like Dragon Con and so on and so forth, talk about how they've like, if they really enjoy their story, they will create that like Cimmerillion for their worlds or they'll, you know, they'll create those, those binders of like, you know, here's this town's history and here's what happened in this mountain and here's what happened here. What Here's what happened here. And like or even like with webtoons, you know, like oh, a freaking webcomic, people do that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with expanding your world or having this huge, diverse, expansive world. For it doesn't always need to be in your story. It, you can choose to put in certain things. You can choose to leave out certain things or you can choose to have things be unanswered because not everything has to be answered. There's sometimes there's movies that when questions are unanswered, it makes the movie better. Yeah. And then like, this is coming. Nolan springs to mind. (laughs) Yeah. This is coming from someone who loves to theorize, but that's why I love to theorize because I love to answer those questions. Not everyone likes to do that. Not everyone likes those unanswered questions, those loose ends, but your movie is, your story a lot of times is better if you can leave those questions unanswered. Now with trying to get us back to Steven universe. Oh, basically we did all that to make sure that if you're still watching, you've absolutely seen this episode and you are okay with spoilers because here we go. <laughs> let's get into it. Okay. We, we've well, been doing this an hour and a half. Okay. So let's get into it. Uh, so it starts off with the dream as Aaron talked about yeah. of Steven as Pink Diamond talking to Blue about how she'd been grounded and if she would just listen, she wouldn't have to take away her pearl. You have to be better than this. And then you realize, ah, it's a dream. As Stephen wakes up, the door opens again and Blue comes in saying the exact same line. And Stephen has a great line, which is what I I said it a second before he did. Deja Deja Blue. Blue. (laughs) Which is 100% the name of a uh, bottled water. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, deja blue. Uh, deja blue. Okay, so no more memes. We're getting into stuff here. Uh, so the whole concept of the Rye the family is important is that it feels like the Diamond family is this twisted, abusive family. And this is where we started, like, making those connections point by point. We have Blue Diamond coming in to try and convince Steven to just act the way that she's supposed to act as Pink Diamond. Just be who we want you to be. Don't you feel bad for making me feel bad about this? Her blue aura washes over her, making Stephen cry. And Stephen looks up at 
uh, Connie and says, it's all right, Connie, I'm not sad. And then turns to Blue Diamond and says, is this why Pink Diamond left? Because how often did you make her cry tears that weren't her own? And that's like the first time that Blue has ever once been confronted with the idea that she is an emotional abuser. I And I think I had to pause it at that point. I'm just like, oh, my God. She is. That's exactly what she is. She's an emotional abuser. Her power is literally emotional abuse. Yeah, they don't. The gems that she does this to, they don't actually feel that way. She makes them feel that way because that's how she feels. This is a great example in, again, a children's television show, might I remind you, of how emotional abuse can be so damaging. The idea that she made Pink Diamond feel feelings that were not her own, to be made to feel shame or disgrace or guilt for things that she did not feel that way about. Exactly. And it's it's hard when because emotional abusers, uh, you know, a good chunk of the time don't even know that they're doing it. And Blue Diamond didn't know she was doing it or that way. Mm-hmm. And she thought that, you know, Pink was just being an obstinate child, immature, unable to deal with the things of reality. Um, but instead realizing that, you know, I, you know, even when we go later and confront the White Diamonds, Blue Diamond even says to White Diamond, you know, I I know I wasn't made to be happy, but I find it harder to do the things you ask of me when they make me sad. And that's so just like poignant. Again, in a society where you're supposed to be made for this one purpose and serve it perfectly. And uh, we get a uh, Blue Diamond just, you know, busting them out of grounding, sneaking them out from the other parent, uh, realizing, you know, you don't belong here. And... I think it's important that when we talk about how Pink Diamond had this family and then she became Rose Quartz and had a new family, Steven doesn't really have like an analog in the gem home world. He's his own unique creation. He doesn't fit into anyone's slot. And that's why he ends up changing so many people because he can be different. And he, he, I don't want to call him like a messiah or anything like that, but he is, he is something completely different and unique. I mean, Rose Quartz knew what she was talking about in the video that she left him, but she still didn't understand the impact. Like when he said, like, I, I'm waiting for her to I'm looking for the hidden message in her video. I'm looking for the 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 hidden meaning. And the more you learn about Rose Quartz, she was in some ways pretty immature, too. And beyond that, beyond that, she didn't know. She had no idea that doing this would lead to the corruption of so many gems. She thought they wouldn't care about me if I left and they wouldn't care about Earth. And this is the way to save it. She had no idea that, that would destroy everything. And there was no secret message because she she wasn't an all-knowing deity. She was just a living being. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the weird thing. Is like both with Rose Quartz and as we kind of find out with White Diamond, we think that they're these like all-knowing, all-encompassing beings. But in reality... They're not. Not even a little bit. And the show has been was really good in these last couple of episodes, breaking that down immediately, honestly. Um, yeah. And especially by having White be another level above them. That level by level, Steven is turning people <laughs> inch by inch as he goes up. And they get to, uh, they uh, 
So Blue Diamond conceals in her beautiful interconnected hair uh, Connie and Steven and gets them to uh, out of prison into Yellow's chambers to get them on her legs, head on Pink Diamond's legs, headed back home. And who should be there but Yellow Diamond, who knows exactly what Blue is doing. And uh, feels betrayed that Blue Diamond would, again, acquiesce to Pink Diamond and not her. And we see Yellow Diamond's just crazy amounts of walls that she's put up in front of herself about how, if Stephen finally figures it out, like, you you have tried so hard to be perfect for White Diamond and it's never been enough, has it? Because you just say, go do this now. It's never, it's never enough for her, is it? And you've been trying so hard and it's, and, and she's tired and she wants to just be okay and be accepted for the work that she's done and not feel like any slip up means that all of her previous good work means nothing now because of this one hiccup. Yeah. Like uh, it's those, those, those children who, who are usually like the good kids who do so much well. And she's usually um, kids who have siblings, um, but you know, they do so much well and you know like they have the straight a's they have the um uh you know the extracurriculars the you know possibly on a sports team and they're you know either you know the star of the sports team or you know at least decent on it and they're they they always do that but if they have one slip up my god they have nightmares about that one slip up or that they can't have that one slip up because if they do what's going to happen because they're so afraid of failure Whereas you have like your kid who, you know, all straight C's or, you know, you know, doesn't have any extracurriculars or anything like that, you know, doesn't really care. Like if they, you know, have one F or, you know, breaks a project or something like that or doesn't turn in homework or something like that. It's it, it, it learning how to live with failure, even if it's your fault or not your fault, is Unfortunately, it's something that you have to know and have to learn. It's tough. It's not an easy lesson to learn. But once you learn it and learn how to deal with it and learn how to move forward with it, it becomes it helps you become who you are. And uh, and it also helps define who you are, too. And when, you know, Yellow Diamond has, you know, literally shattered people because she doesn't want to be imperfect or shattered gyms because she doesn't want to be imperfect because she would be imperfect in white diamonds eyes. Then, you know, she has a lot writing on it and it's tough for her. And she's supposed to be the leader. She's supposed to be, you know, all knowing, all powerful as well, but you know, still slightly less than white diamond. So it's, it's, it's a very uncomfortable position that she's put herself in or that she's been put in. And, and, it's and they have to be able to speak their minds to this other diamond and they don't or aren't able to. Yeah. We finally get this beautiful breakdown from yellow of her crying and saying, blue, stop it. It's like, I'm not crying. It's you yellow diamond. You are crying because you are tired of this just as much as I am. It's like, stop using your powers on me, blue. And she's like, I'm not. So we get them, um, so they both agree, okay, we Pink Diamond, Steven, and Steven does, uh, Blue Diamond does do that, which, again, feels very transitional sort of thing. She prefers to be called Steven. Steven. Like, this is not Pink Diamond. You don't belong here. Let's get you home. Go in for the legs. Kind of make it. And then who should show up but White Diamond's Pearl? Like, nope, I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Hal. And, uh... We get the the giant torso 
and head of White Diamond creating the rest of this Voltron <laughs> Diamond robot just coming forward again. Crazy, creepy face on this thing. Um, and finally, be- even though Yellow and Blue are sweating, they have to just tell White Diamond, listen, um, I we can't do this anymore. We don't see you anymore. We used to be a family and you've you make us feel inferior and unhappy and we can't live like that anymore and that is why pink left and it's uh again white's just this perfect fight of this just the idea of white diamond saying no like (laughs) no I, i do not accept this no you don't get to do this i'm still in charge uh of course then we get a little bit of help we get the arrival of Bismuth and Lapis Lazuli and Peridot. In the arms, too. They've, they've repaired they repair the arms. They've the arms, come yep. flying in. Uh, I do love Steven's little goof. Blue, yellow, did you have a hand in this? Uh, and then and both of them just like saying, we didn't do that, White Diamond. No, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. And then just coming out of the ships all dressed up. Uh, so Peridot and Lapis are back, finally reformed. Uh, Lapis is wearing some beautiful loungewear, and I need those pants in my uh, life. Oh, man. I, uh, I've seen a picture of her in this outfit, and I, I like the outfit. Um, like, I don't know. It's like, it's not my favorite. I, I, I like the dress a little bit more, but the the pants are really neat. And then Peridot very, coming uh, back is pretty much Ziggy Stardust. It's just like the best <laughs> the, thing. The pointed glasses are very cool. And she's got stars on her because she's a crystal gem. Yeah. Uh, Which I didn't see one on Lapis, but I didn't I didn't really look that hard either. I don't think Lapis has that yet. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see about that if she becomes a crystal gem. Yeah. Um, But uh, they uh, come in, try to help. And uh, Steven, who is who is. Uh, gotten all of his friends who again are still in gem form all the crystal gems are still in gem form uh gets knocked off the tower and oh starts falling and here we go this was 101 aw- <laughs> this was awesome this was awesome aaron please pull up the names of all oh of I, I i know oh. them off the top of my head well yeah. not off the top of my head but i did fabulous so the reason why the gems have not come and reformed yet uh as yellow diamond says is that she like really did a number on them they are still in their gem forms they're not coming out anytime soon and so steven is falling with all of the gems and he is just talking to Amethyst Gem in his hands. And like, Amethyst, I really need you to come out now, please. And he's just holding it. And all of a sudden, it starts to glow. And he starts to form. And suddenly, who should come out but Smoky, Smoky Quartz. Quartz. And Smokey's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm Smoky. Steven, you beautiful bastard. You figured you, out you, you could get be- me out of my shell by fusing. You beautiful genius. <laughs> you, you beautiful genius. Ah, amazing. And so they split. And we see Amethyst in her new form. Uh, gosh, what was she wearing? Do you have pictures of them up? Because there's some great shots here. Oh, uh, I can pull them up, I think, yeah. too. Uh, so I'll keep... A ripped black George. She has like a wrestling sort yeah. of outfit on. Uh, so we see Smoky Quartz again, which is just wonderful to see. Uh, the next gem that he grabs on the way down is, is Pearl. Pearl. And we get a reintroduction of a brand new form of rainbow quartz. <laughs> a reintroduction of a brand new form. Well, it's technically Rain- rainbow quartz. 2.0. Two, rainbow quartz 2.0, which is Taco from the Adventure Zone. Don't it get is, it twisted. It is Taco. It is Steven Universe's version of Taco. Let's be honest. This beautiful elf with an umbrella. It's Taco. You know, from TV. You know, from TV. Uh, just so very, very... 
Very good. I love the voice they do for it. I will say I didn't hear it quite as much as I should have because both me and Aaron were screaming. I'm like, as soon as he grabbed uh, Amethyst's gem and they fused, I'm like, give it to me. Yeah, we were like, more, more. We've been waiting for this for five seasons. You owe us. I mean, it's a very definition of fan service, and that's why we love it so much. Oh, I don't care. Uh, So we get the answer to one of my questions. If Steven and Pearl fused, would it be the same rainbow quartz? No, it'd be a brand new rainbow quartz. It's still rainbow quartz, quartz, which means if Amethyst and Rose quartz ever fused, it would be smoky quartz. A different kind of smoky quartz. But a different quartz, quartz. yeah. But I don't think they ever did fuse. Yeah, exactly. We never saw that. Uh. So then they pop out, and then Pearl has the best jacket I've ever seen. Oh, God, yeah, that's a killer jacket. It's a great jacket. This beautiful, beautiful jacket. And then and then, and then he and grabs then. Ruby and Sapphire, and we get Sonic on, uh, on crack. <laughs> we get Sunstone. Sunstone. Remember, kids, if a bully comes up to you, you say no. Just <laughs> the best parody of 80s action stars just like don't don't worry kids gi joe i know it was like only you could prevent forest fires just so in so many good ways it was so sunstone is so big and like that's the thing a garnet fusion always has such interesting elements to it uh like i do miss sardonyx and it's been a while since we've seen sardonyx but i do love sunstone very much so I, I, She's got like this metafictional awareness of the audience that I think Sardonyx yeah. also has, and that's why I love that she breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> Remember, I think, kids. <laughs> I think it's because of Sapphire being able to have future vision. Oh, Aaron, that's it. That's why. Oh, that's very <laughs> good, Aaron. That's exactly why. So, but, oh. but, 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 no. oh, no, the fan service don't stop there. They don't stop there. We, because they defuse and we get yeah. to see uh, the f- cool glasses of um, Garnet. Uh, Garnet. Beautiful crown glasses. Yeah, because she she's is, a queen. She is queen. And we get all of them. <sighs> Unfortunately, we don't get a paradox. Lapis or Bismuth Fusion, but but we do get the introduction in this day and age, in era three, of the temple herself, Obsidian. Obsidian. Absurdly awesome. Obsidian is my spirit animal, and I will fight you on that. My, She's so cool. My theory is that this is actually black obsidian. They don't say it in the, the, or the trivia, but... We do see obsidian. You see obsidian almost every episode in the um, in the house. The, the, the temple, temple, the temple is a carving of obsidian. Um, however, I think obsidian for the four of them is different because it, uh, she looks different. She looks more feminine, or she has like the curl has the ringlets still. See, I saw Obsidian's hair as more of Stephen's big poof as opposed to Rose Quartz's curls. Which I, I mean, I mean, in the temple, the, yeah, the temple card. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So again, a slightly different version of Obsidian. Yes. But Obsidian, nonetheless, because all all five gems have fused together to form this. Exactly. So I want to. I I like how Smoky Quartz is smoky. I want to say that this is Black Obsidian because. Uh, because of the the carvings, the lava, the everything. So obsidian is a lava rock, and they make full use of that. That this is an oh, entirely God, black yeah. creature, except for rivulets of lava running all over, making <sighs> arcane symbols. The sword that she pulls out of her head, 
made out of her own living lava. Just the coolest creature. I don't even care that she's still so small in comparison to the diamonds. She is amazing, and I love every bit of her. It was... She's a living rock. Like, more than anything else, she is a living rock. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm looking that at the 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 carving in the side of the mountain and obsidian looks more has a little bit more feminine features and it looks like she has ringlets like the ringlets from uh that right. whereas uh 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 whatchamacallit our new obsidian uh black obsidian is like what i like to call her um she had more of the 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 dark poofs the the more the the she looks like a giant stevani if i may be so bold stevani honestly i want to see stevani mixed with garnet yeah i can see that um so the um lapis and peridot and connie and bismuth all provide cover so that obsidian can start crawling up this giant voltron leg finally making it inside the head of white diamond and here we go Oh my God! Here this was so. Cr- this was Benny and the Ink Machine again. Like Benny and the Ink Machine mixed with Steven Universe. We get this again. the The voice acting for White Diamond is stunning because it's it's mothering and smothering. And for again, the first time since we've been discussing this, we discussed is Steven a fusion? Is Steven his mom? What exactly is Steven? We don't exactly know. We don't exactly know how he got here. We've hypothesized about this a bunch. This is the first time that I felt in-universe like the character was speaking truth about, of course you're Pink Diamond. Why do you think you have all these memories of her? Why do you have her gem? You may have deluded yourself into thinking that you're this entirely different creature, but you're just denying yourself. You are Pink Diamond. And... She turns all of the other gems to her will. We find out that's White Diamond's power. She first uh, turns yellow and blue into her mindless puppets, was speaking in her voice, and then she turns all the crystal gems into that too. We are fine, White Diamond. I feel so much better now. Thank you so much for releasing me. Just like the creepiest sort of stuff. And they're all speaking to Steven like, oh, see, you've, uh, you surround yourself with weaker beings because you like having you like feeding people's insecurities you like them having the worst of themselves everything she's saying gaslighting to the most extreme i was believing it i was believing all of it and eventually uh even you know connie poor connie can't do anything to stop it and uh white diamond just uh, she actually takes on pearl in a sort of you know student becomes the master sort of thing yeah that's why diamond makes pearl fight her um and then we get probably the most gut-wrenching body horror thing that we've seen in this entire episode. Just this black and white silhouette of White Diamond taking out Steven's gem. It's, I was so, <clears throat> so shocked. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, I was so shocked that they went to this level. But at the same time, I'm not. Like, I was so waiting. It had to be answered. And we get this like picture in picture view as soon as it's done. The split screen. Yes. Oh, Oh, it's so very good the way they go about this. So they they finally split Stephen from his gem. And we get this split screen of Stephen uh, seeing Connie trying to help him. And his other side is completely white. And he sees this flashing shape up in the sky from his diamond, from his gem. And first... It's his mom, and then it's Pink Diamond, and then it's him. 
And then finally, it coalesces into himself, a pink diamond himself, as he just rests on the floor and turns. And as that side of the screen turns, they see each other in split screen across the field. And White Diamond is furious. No, no, your pink diamond. Stop hiding your pink diamond. And, and Stephen, pink diamond, Stephen just throws up his arm and is like, she's gone. And like, not even like she like absolutely or sorry, the, the pink Stephen just absolutely screams at her and just goes, she's gone. And like. In in that anime style, like the room, the ground around just, him implodes. Just and like in a split second, it just and he's he's still standing still. He doesn't like fall down into it. He's he just, like walking on air again. Very lion, very very cool. Just just this turning to White Diamond saying, "She's gone. She's not here anymore." You all and again like. Why didn't we believe him? Of course this is Steven. Of course he's his own person. Of course he's not Pink Diamond hiding. And there was a part of me that's like, are we finally going to, is Steven finally going to meet his mom? Is it finally going to happen? I, so after she pulls the, the diamond out, it starts like trying to form and it goes through Dime, Pink Diamond, Rose Quartz, and then it finally settles on Steven. And that's when like White Diamond just like starts freaking out. Like, why are you doing this? Why aren't you as, um, uh, why aren't you pink again? Why aren't you pink diamond? And that's why that's when he said she's gone. And diamonds don't have that understanding. Like if the gem is there, the gem should be there. There's no reason that it, 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 it uh, they shouldn't be who they are. It could be another form of course, but they're, they still exist as long as their, for, uh, their is, gem exists. This is raw gem power. He, uh, Pink Steven throws up like this geometric shield that, that fights off every single attack as White Diamond has every gem in the room unleash her devastating, destructive attack effortlessly blocked. Effortlessly. Effortlessly. It just, and it's shocking, like, how, like, what it looks like, too. It looks like a, a geode, almost. It's so, honestly, like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this wire polygon sort of a quartz abstract and it leads to and if you've seen the show if you've seen this episode you know what we're talking about i have so much to say about it it leads to this beautiful scene where connie carries steven's body to pink steven who is walking towards him right in front of white uh white diamond's fallen form and all of a sudden the animation changes because it goes it like the frames per second jumps twice as much and suddenly we have Twice as much animation done by animator James Baxter, who, if you had a childhood, you will absolutely know because he has worked on every single animated movie you've ever loved in your entire life. Rafiq from The Lion King did that. Belle from Beauty and the Beast, he did that. Uh, every DreamWorks movie ever, he did Moses. He did Tulio from Road to El Dorado. He did Spirits, Diana the Cimarron. He did this. All this of man them. has touched your childhood in some way or form. Like Liz is like, he. This is James Baxter. Who? Like she? I like, saw Liz, it in the Liz, credits. Like Liz freaked out. Like Liz is like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm like, what? Like it's James Baxter. And? <laughs> and then I showed Aaron the animation reel from James Baxter, and we realized, 
oh, I'm sorry, he did everything. Uh, even things that are a lot more recent, like the opening to Adventure Time, which we love because the animation, again, so smooth. Not, not, so, not Adventure Time. Sorry. Uh, uh, Gravity, Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls, thank you. So smooth. He was in Adventure Time as James Baxter the horse. There was a whole episode called James Baxter the horse where James Baxter plays himself as a horse and animates himself. So random. <laughs> so meta. And yet it exists. And just... The beauty of this scene of him and Pink Steven just dancing and spiraling and circling until finally he becomes himself. So there's a pivotal moment. I don't can't remember if it was before. I think it was after that. But the pivotal moment, uh, uh, she's like, why? Why do you still look like this? Why do you still look like a child? And Steven says, I am a child. What's your excuse? This Burn. is this is a, this is actually a callback. Tell me from the very first episode. No. Um. So I'm gonna read the whole the whole trivia. Um. The comeback Stephen tells White Diamond at the climax of the episode. What's your excuse? Was also a pivotal moment in the original pilot of the show. Sorry, the original pilot. Okay. The time the time thing or uh the episode had the same voice actors, but the animation style was very different. In the pilot, Steven obtains a time traveling hourglass that takes him back in the t- in time whenever he thinks of a better comeback he originally didn't say. Garnet, with knowledge of, from her future vision, purposely asks Steven, Why are you such a butt face right before the episode's climactic battle? So that when all hope seems lost, he can recall a better comeback he originally didn't have, which end up being, I can't help it. What's your excuse? How cool. Like. Just the repurposing. <sighs> yeah, just link it. Link it all up. Big circle. Big circle. Oh, my God. And it's and it's and it makes her blush. Yes. What a great, the whole thing with White Diamond, the whole thing, the reason why she's been doing all of this, which we didn't even get to, was that uh, she is perfect. And the reason she, she, she thinks she's perfect because she has no flaws. And the things that she counts as flaws are the things that make these gems human, for lack of a better word. Uh, <laughs> yellow and blue have emotional flaws. So sap that right out of them. Uh, your garnet is a fusion. Sap that out of her. Uh, pearl doesn't belong to anyone. Sap it out of her. Amethyst is poorly formed. Sap it out of her. Just bit by bit, you all have flaws. I am pure light. I am pure radiance. And again, feeding into my idea, would I have liked it if all the gems formed white diamonds? Sure, because that's like a prism science sort of thing. But I do like the idea that she absorbs everything and reflects nothing. That she is flawless quote unquote and that it's literally when she blushes from embarrassment when pink covers her face that her power fades and she realizes oh i wasn't uh, the reason i've been here in this tower trying to change the world is because i was afraid that if i went out in the world it would change me and i couldn't handle that i couldn't handle learning growing evolving becoming better to stay inside my tower and change the world around me than adapt to that world yep yep and she even said like i um she even said i uh i don't like to spread myself so thin but you know you've forced, you my, forced hand. my hand starlight just oh my gosh oh so Everyone is released from White Diamond's power, and uh, 
we uh, cut to a concert in Beach City. Sadie and the Sadie Killer and the Suspects are playing a cover and of "Let Me Drive Your Van Into Your Heart," which is that was it was Greg's song. Greg's song. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So they're playing a cover of his music, which is and, great. And w- even perfect. It's a ska cover. It is. They're they're a ska band. They're Aaron's favorite band. Everyone, horror ska, <laughs> punk rock horror ska, uh, punk rock horror ska. <laughs> Oh, you may have never heard of them. They're punk rock horse call. P-H-S to its fans. Uh, so we we play the band. Sadie has green hair. So good. And the last notes play. And just this giant Voltron of a woman shows up and lands and, on top of them on the beach. Yeah, but like like with the legs spread enough so they don't like crush the And the, the crowd's things. like, oh, cool effect. And then like, sweet. And Sadie just drops, drops the, the microphone. Mic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then moments later... Who should show up? Finally, but Lars finally made it back from space. <laughs> and like all, and like all the off colors are like, we never have to deal with another off or a home another- world or a diamond again. We are so shattered. <laughs> all three diamonds are just looking down at them, like, huh? What? <laughs> what? Just how crazy to see an expression on White Diamond's face, like, it's, yeah. And you can even see she's not glowing nearly as intensely. She's got lines yep. now that separate separate her. She's. She's Which, got flaws now. Yeah, and we we talked about the voice act uh, the voice acting for White Diamond uh, a little bit ago. Um, oh, and we got to go back uh, just a second. Uh, but the voice actors for White Diamond for those who ever saw the the movie Richie Rich with uh, Macaulay Culkin, um, the the guy who played the dad was also the dad on Gilmore Girls. He's Richard Gilmore. Richard Gilmore. Um, but the mother is the voice actress for. Um, White Diamond. White Diamond. And it's it she has that weird uh cold and warm presence to her voice. She and she kinda had that in, in Richie Rich too, but she was a lot more motherly in Richie Rich. So but like she she could get that perfectly. So but when you mentioned it earlier about how white the white pearl uh actually was like had the same voice actress, which actually showed that it wasn't actually a white pearl. Because you um in a um flashback or a dream sequence, we see Steven talking to a different Pearl, and you think, oh, it's just Pearl in a different form. No. You remember that Pearl, our Pearl, was given to Rose uh, to to Pink Diamond. Uh which means that that couldn't have been the same nope. Pearl. No. White Pearl was actually a corrupted, taken over pink pearl. Yep. That was Rose Quartz's. That was Pink Diamond's Pearl that White Diamond took from her, which is what Blue Diamond had said. She's going to take away your pearl and just corrupted her to be a, a spokesman for her, which is why she didn't have her own voice. And even Stephen like says that, like goes over to her and just says, welcome back. And and she finally gets back the voice of a uh, Dee Dee. Yeah, exactly. So All it, the beautiful Dee Dee pearls. It's uh, and it's so it was so strange. Like you didn't really like even think about it until like she turned back to pink because after like her powers receive back into her, you go. Oh, 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 yeah. So it, it it was a pretty intense moment, but um, I, I, I'm sorry, I completely forgot about that. That's all right. Uh, I had forgotten about it, too, and I had made such a point of bringing it up. Uh, we do get this beautiful little uh, meaningful nod between Lars and Lion as they're both, you know, zombies. and <laughs> Pink, pink zombies. Pink zombies. Uh, and then we get the best Lars City interaction ever. 
Sadie, your hair looks wonderful. Oh, you're a rock star. Lars, look at you. You're a space pirate. And uh, Pepperdasha from the back saying, Lars isn't going to know what to say to Sadie. <laughs> Pepperdasha, stop it. Just fucking curse already. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sadie. I've interrupted your concert. You, like, go back. Go do it. She's like, and again, just like the, the beautiful way that Lars has grown. Like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm, I know I'm a space pirate, but I'm so sorry I interrupted your moment <laughs> to shine. Why don't you go and do that? And we get... A new cover of We Are the Crystal Gems from Steven, which takes us over this beautiful montage of all the diamonds banding together to use Rose Quartz's healing pool to heal all of the affected gems. And in the end, they're just having this really big pool party, which is what <laughs> Pink Diamond wanted all along, was just then to be a family and close and all hang out together in the bath. And White Diamond looking just so severely uncomfortable and trying to, like, figure out how to be, like, a normal freaking person. Okay, Starlight, I'm doing this I'm, for you. I'm doing it. I'm I'm learning. Uh, Jasper coming back. Uh, see, getting, Stephen. Getting ready to, like, just throw down. And then seeing all the diamonds. And then Amethyst comes on over and, like, explains. And then Jasper just, like, seeds under the water. Like, mm. Mm. I guess, fine, <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> uh, and then finally we get Stephen just noodling around with a new song on the beach and the three crystal gems is garnet pearl and amethyst come back and they sit down what you doing steven in in the same in the same order in the same way that they do in the opening it's so pretty it's so beautiful and it's so perfect if if i could pull up the lyrics for the song that he sings um it's it was really, it really hit me in like a certain way. Um, I don't need you to respect me. I don't need you to love me. But I want you to know you could know me if you change your mind. And it's, it's beautiful. It's loaded. It could be easily sung to White Diamond or to a family member who doesn't embrace you the way you are. Like, you could know me. At the very least, you could at least know who I am if you decide to change your mind. <sighs> this was a good show. This was a great show. This is a really, really good show. And one one of the uh, – there's there's two bits of trivia. This is last episode of the series, and this is the series finale of Steven Universe, JK. <laughs> Because we're not done, as it turns out, even though 11 writers collaborated to make that final episode. And think about that, how often having five writers in the room destroys a movie script. But this one so perfectly works, builds up, much like Avatar, it doesn't answer every question. Where is my mother? Just just little, little things, little things. I'd really like to know, like, again, how grateful I am that there is a movie now, because now I get to speculate. Is the movie going to deal with how they have to fix gem world, homeworld culture? Uh, if if gems can only if be made I, by taking... If I may speculate, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from what I have seen, um, the it does introduce a new character. But then Steven Universe Future, I think, kind of is going to be about the reintroduction of gems. The, the, the gems that have been bubbled, basically. Okay, so dealing with all these characters that we knew existed but had been corrupted or bubbled and we didn't get it, like like Biggs, which, uh, yeah. you know, who, uh, Biggs was beloved by everyone, as uh, Bismuth says. We know nothing about Biggs. Exactly. Uh, that would be, I'm excited to see that. I I want to know how 
it's going to deal with that idea because now that we have saved all the corrupt gems, the only thing left is to say, like, if gems can only be created by colonizing other planets and devouring their nutrients, then does that mean that there will be no new gem life because they can't find a way to sustainably grow themselves? If they don't do that, will they I don't die off? I don't think they have to have I don't think they have to have life out of the cluster. I think the cluster is just one way to No, I mean like just like home world. Like in general, like do they, they colonize other planets even without clusters, they have to use resources to create new gems. And that is that is a really good question, but why were they colonizing to begin with? I I to make more gems. Like I think that's Right. Yeah. But why? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, what is like I what mean, is the ultimate to spread purpose? white demons, you know Exactly message. To, to spread her perfection. Yeah. If I know what's best, you know, it's a very Thanos sort of look it, on life. You're you're exactly right. But that's if 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 her whole thing was to spread my perfection across the galaxy, across the known universe, mm-hmm. and she's not perfect. So what's what's next? Exactly. So and, I, and I'm looking forward to watching future and I'm looking forward to watching the movie. Um, I've heard the movie is good. Um, the I think the future is going to be interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing these with you later on. I do have one thing I want to say before we look at our final thoughts. Go for it. Uh, the name of the song, uh, the re- the re- the remake, the revamp, the Sadie, the reprise of well, that Sadie killer, Sadie killer and the suspects do, is called "Let Me Scald My Van Into Your Heart." <laughs> That's very good. So, I um I, I do really like that. But let's get into our final thoughts because we've been doing this for two hours and we've had such a great response. No one's commented, but we still really. I appreciate anyone who's listening mm-hmm. at this point. Um, we're we're going to try to keep it brief, but we do appreciate anyone who's actually listened to all two hours of this. Or all of the episodes of Steven Universe. Uh, of keep Beach City, City quarantined. quarantined. Yeah. If you've been following along on the journey with us, we hope that you have also reignited your love for this show because it's been a couple of years and yet it still holds all the things you wanted to. It still is a good show it's still worth watching and thinking about and dissecting and discussing and definitely worth all the cosplay i have picked the right yeah culture to be a part of i think yeah now and and you can expand it like you've got the the wig and the top i think the top could work for you know the more battle ready lapis if you yeah. wanted so pants lapis um it's really interesting i'm looking at a um top 26 27 episodes of Steven Universe that someone created on IMDb and the top five episodes might surprise you. Uh, number five is actually change your mind. Uh, number four is jailbreak with uh, my favorite, yes. my favorite song. Season uh, one season. Finale. Yeah. Number three is Mr. Greg. Very good. too. Yeah. Uh, number two is earthlings. Surprisingly. Gonna have to remember that one. Uh, after finding Jasper once again, but now in the baited kindergarten, see when Amethyst face off with her. Jasper has been oh, smoky quartz, smoky quartz, yeah. Uh, and then number one, it's a surprise, but not a, a surprise at the same time. A single pale rose. That seems to be the one that most people talk about. Um, honestly, there are so many good episodes here. I guess I think that would have to be our final thoughts then, because we've already said up front what a good show this is. Aaron, could you, out of all the episodes that we have seen, 
pick your favorite episode. <sighs> if you had to, could you do it? And I tell you what, I will also do it. I won't uh, leave the loop to you. I'm going to have to say three. I have to say three. Three different episodes? Three three different episodes in no particular order. All right, give them to me. Um, I have to say Jailbreak because it still has my favorite song. And that fight sequence between Jasper and Garnet is just still awesome. And the fact that it's her song with that fight sequence just mixed together is just it's amazing. Um, I have to say um, probably Mr. Greg. Because it is a musical episode. It is a full-on musical episode. And the song that Pearl sings by herself is amazing. And the growth that we see from Steven in this episode. The, the, the fact that we, we've seen Steven at his worst. Or we've seen Steven at his most immature. And it's like, oh my god, I'm sorry you didn't mean for this to happen. And he's like, no, I did. This is exactly why I invited you. That moment is what made me believe in Steven. There was a lot of moments that made me believe in Steven, but that was like, that was a huge t- turning point for me. I don't remember that watching it the first time. I don't remember him saying that. Not that he didn't, but I don't remember him saying it. And then probably the third one would either be. <sighs> either Ocean Gem and Mirror Gem or. You know, I'm probably I'm going to I'm going to cheat and say um, change your mind. Um, Because it's um, I do really like a single pale rose, too. Mm -hmm. But the, the fact is, is that. It didn't have as big of an impact on me as it did on everyone else because I knew it was coming. I'm, I think I think that's why. The spoiling for you just didn't make it nearly as much as you wanted it to be. Yeah. I understand that. I get that. I do. Um, so your list. Mr. Greg, Jailbreak, and <sighs> I'm going to say change, change your mind because just so much happens in it. And I get my fan service. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, I, we get that just that beautiful moment from James Baxter. It ends on such a beautiful note. Um, I get a ska song. Yeah, that's it's got to be those yeah. three. All right. Well, then for my three, I will also pick one of them is Change Your Mind. A great wrap up for this series. Uh, excellent animation. Good songs. Uh, a great way to address uh, i think some of the problems of avatar less airbender it's not an ex machina it's been carefully constructed and built to end here and i love avatar less airbender but people kind of got got the impression that the lion turtle was an ex machina and that ang came came up with a path that didn't exist i personally don't have a problem with it but i know that some people do i feel like this definitely isn't because it so carefully lays its threads and its seeds for you to think maybe i have been lied to maybe it is and then stands firm in its truth and says, nope, he's Steven, and he's going to change the world. Exactly. Um, next would actually be Reunited. Uh, I love 
I can see that. Garnet's wedding. I love all of the wedding tropes that they do. I love the blue. I love the blue and yellow diamond crash it. I love that the cluster turns out to be on their side with the thumbs up. I love that Stephen gets through to the diamonds and that it changes the course entirely. It feels like the way the show could have ended if it really wanted to. It's such a good high. I really enjoyed it. And then actually, my third favorite is the one that still sticks in my mind, even after so many seasons alone together you, you are such a fan of stefani i love stefani i love the idea of it i love that it's an accident that comes from a beautiful place of friendship and romance i love garnet's freaking reaction i love that amethyst points out to us garnet's reaction her big <laughs> smile what just i love it i love it so much it's fan service before i knew that i would want this fan service and I think that it's the one I always think of no matter what. It just comes back to me every single time I think of this show. This is the episode that always makes me say this is worth watching. It is. I. I that is a great episode. I, I'm. It is. It is a well done episode, and I think Stevani is still a very fun character. And I. I like Stevani's. Um. The Jungle Moon. I think Jungle that Moon is also a great, on my list. Too. Yeah, I think Jungle Moon was a great, uh, great episode as well. So, and that's the that's the hard thing. It's kind of like with Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's there. There are some really high highs and some really low lows, but you have so many great episodes. It's hard to pick. Even you know, there's so many here. There's uh, fifty, and then one hundred and fifty episodes to pick from here. Not in counting when they put them together yeah exactly so there's so many and they're so short and it's so hard to remember exactly which is which is which (laughs) but you know we have changed on this before this before season five back when we first watched this show and didn't get through all the way we would have said without a doubt i'm certain that any time that rose court showed up that was a different episode 100 because we we were so in love with rose we loved susan egan we love the character design i still love susan egan oh of course but we would have said that immediately and now knowing what we know it hasn't ruined it or wrecked it but you note how those just did not even crack the surface for us anymore and uh, and and i think they did change this but it's really funny that from the first watch to the, to the end of the second watch where we actually finally finished the series or at least the the first uh first run of the series and not you know the movie in Steven Universe future my one of my favorite episodes is still Jailbreak and it's still Estelle song um I, I love that we both have an episode from season 1 in our top 3 like how good of a show is that for season one to still be talking, it's not, oh, just get through season one and it's better. Yeah. No, it's. Well, all- season one has 50 episodes, too. So, um, but I did in like the like I could in my list of favorite songs kind of changed throughout the the, se- the series. But um, I did really like the song, the duet between Stevani and Garnet um, with the butterflies. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually I put that in my top five um, minimum. Uh, Pearl song with Mr. Greg is so much good music in this show. Too. This show has so much good music. Um, it's it's honestly hard to pick, but when you do, it you you defend it till the end. Like so. um oh, if I had to put a runner up, I mean it's got to be Giant Woman. Giant like woman. fourth favorite episode. Giant Woman. And even the the Beatles show up, and they were corrupted gems too. The two little Beatles that they save in Giant yeah. Woman, but those were gems too. Again, like. 
tie in everything, leave nothing to chance. It's leave all a circle. Behind, so. No, leave no one behind. But it's it's one of the, it, it's it's this show is a phenomenon. It's going to be hard for anything else to kind of reach this kind of echelon. But I hope people try because Avatar was the same way. Like Korra didn't try to be Avatar. It did, but it didn't, but it did, but it didn't, you know, Korra tried to be its own thing with elements from the original show. You know, I don't hope that future Steven universe future is still Steven universe. I hope it's a little different. You know, it's still it's still the same show, but, you know, I hope they they try a little bit different things. But this is this is such a show. It's like Gravity Falls. It's Uh, it's like Mm She-Ra. These shows hit on something that we didn't know we needed, but we desperately did. And Steven Universe is going to be remembered fondly for years and years and years and generations to come as being incredibly inclusive uh, as being well written and um weirdly accidentally uh alliterative <laughs> that was me uh, uh humorous terrifying yep childlike adult as with all things that i love it's it's opposites attract yep you've got to have you got to explore the differences between the two if you're going to make good stuff a red hot ruby or a white uh icy cold sapphire you know it's you have so much that you can do with these characters and they explored so much with them. There's so much that can still be done, but I'm very happy that this series is in existence because it became a huge part of our lives. Like we, you know, you have, you know, lots of stuff. I have lots of stuff from it. You cosplay. I don't as much anymore because I don't look like Steven or, you know what I, well, maybe a little more like Steven Universe future. He does no. get a hair by the end of this, so we'll see on his face. But honestly, uh, oh, your facial hair distracted me. I had a point. Sorry. I lost it so much, so badly. Here it is. I'm glad this didn't Game of Thrones me. I'm so glad we got to the last episode and it didn't wreck the journey. Game of Thrones, again, never watched it, so all I have is hearsay. But basically, the idea is that it's okay if you know where the story is going. That doesn't have to ruin it. Like, we can rewatch Steven Universe even knowing where it ends. But if an ending is so bad as to render the journey before it pointless, then people won't really rewatch it because they know where it ends and it's not where they want to go. Or they'll watch most of the series except for the very last episode, How I Met Your Mother. And completely. Uh, Gilmore Girls, except for A Year in the Life. Oh, wow, really? Like, honestly, I think A Year in the Life did kind of wreck the original run of Gilmore Girls for me, too, and I feel bad about that, but well, letting them age, like, coming back to it 13 years later while keeping the exact same character arc for rory was just it hurt my soul <laughs> uh and if you want to hear more about that we go check out have, our review of here in the life we do have an episode for that uh so there's th- an episode for that <laughs> yeah um we desperately need to wrap this up because this is extra this is probably our longest episode ever Ever. Ever, 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 uh, ever Avengers ever. Endgame did get pretty long, but not as not long this, as this. Not this long. So thank you to everyone who has listened um, to this point. If you have listened or watched the, the live stream, uh, not live, um, and have seen it all the way to the end, thank you so much. Th- thank you to everyone who's watched all the episodes this or listened a, to all the episodes. This was a fun experiment. We yeah. didn't know we were going to do this until we did. 
And I've had a lot of fun doing it. I've had a lot of fun doing it, too. And I would love to keep doing it. We're, we're looking at school starting back up, and it's not going to be easy. We're not done yet, though. We will be back. We don't know when, but we will be back with our movie and our review of Steven Universe Future. So we still have a bit more to cover here. This isn't quite the end. It's just goodbye for now. It is goodbye for now. And um, be sure to follow our page if you don't already for updates. We'll try to give you some warning. We're not just going to hop on. Hey, we're live streaming right now. Uh, We're going to try to give you a little bit of an update to say, hey, we're going to live stream tomorrow or something like that. Exactly. And thank you guys so much for um, being patient with us. I did go through some medical stuff the last couple days. Um, Was not fun. Um, Not fun at all. You know, hospital visits are never fun. So. Um, but we appreciate everyone who's listened to all the episodes and those who follow us and those who like our pages and everything like that. Um, and uh, we look forward to kind of getting back into our normal flow of, you know, normal episodes. If you have any ideas for those, please let us know. We're about to get it to our hundredth episode, which we're super excited about. So um, be sure to uh, like and subscribe. So <laughs> smash that like button. Oh my gosh. Um, so how do you want to, how do you want to finish this thing? We, Cause we can't say keep beach city quarantine sure anymore. We can. We'll, we'll be back to beach city. We'll be back again. It's not over till it's over. We still got so much more to go. All right. So remember, <laughs> God, please don't do that again. I love you to pieces. Get a better cord. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I can do this. Uh, TM, 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 TM. That's not ours. That's not ours. Gosh. <laughs> Please don't try to take that as ours. Remember, no. only you can keep Beach City quarantined. quarantined.